this party on the road. How fast can this white go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guest from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live. Here was your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on a boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining. Turn up the station. There's no more waiting. The show is beginning. It's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host. Greg Carrasco. Slackers. Good morning. Let me just shut the sound off on my laptop. We're ready to go. Easter weekend show. We are live. Seems like uh, today is just Jacob and I. Everybody, everyone has abandoned us, Jacob. It's just the two of us, man. Just the two main slackers. That's it. That's all we need. You know, for years we've we've done. I've done the show by myself now for years. So this became my three-hour therapy session that goes to tens of thousands of people. It's like, what? what? Don't you have anything better to do? Come on. But then again, it's a Saturday morning. You're probably sipping back on some coffee or whatever your beverage of choice it is. Mine is uh, Nectar of the Angels. You know what it is. Look at this. Yeah, there it is. I didn't see you. I didn't oh, remember yeah. seeing it when you walked in. Oh, but yeah, there it is. It's amazing. My life doesn't start until I I've, have one. I've still never so. tried it. You should. I know. I'm missing out. This is a life-altering drink. Uh, you have to try it. If you don't know what I drink, you know, those who know, no. It's a venti americano with four long shots of espresso and four steamed heavy cream. You know, that, um, that 35, 40% fat baby. Oh, yeah. You ever put uh, any Baileys in there? Uh, n- no. You see, when, when I was broadcasting the show from home, I would get my my day started with the same coffee, but then I would come home and have a shot of scotch <laughs> at seven o'clock in the morning. It was it was glorious. But now I have to drive, and you know, I take drinking and driving pretty serious. Don't and, do it. No, I, I don't. I don't. I'm, yeah, and I I'm, I'm don't. not much of a drinker anyway, so. <laughs> I, I would have a little tiny shot of scotch in the morning, and I was feeling loopy by seven forty. But that was—I'm um, not about that life anymore. You know, I—I've uh, stepped away from you know from my wild years. <laughs> if you are just tuning in, folks, you're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show, believe it or not. But now we are also Canada's largest radio show on weekends. So more people listen to the show than any other show on weekends. In the country. That's amazing. That's a stat that nobody cares about. I know. It's it's staggering. I know. And it's I amazing. I don't understand why people can br- how people can brush that off. 
because this is an entire we're, we're con- special an entire country <laughs> we are special <laughs> we're so special the phone lines are open 289-275-9600 is the phone number 289-275-9600 is the phone number and uh, we are going to give away a set of airpods I always give you know airpods away for the best phone call of the day but in typical slackered fashion people don't call me until 10.30 when they build up the courage yeah they need to sleep in <laughs> no man they're listening to the show I know man you know we have a lot of closet listeners of the show so if you are if you're one of those uncloseted uh, Carrasco show listeners I, I know who you are I love you all except one you know who you are no I don't love you the show is brought to you again by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, and it's been an interesting week um, at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, Jacob, because um, as you all know, dealerships are forced. <laughs> they hate it when I say that. Dealerships are forced to uh, renovate, uh, to upgrade the image. It's called the image program, to upgrade our image. And that costs millions of dollars that we don't want to spend, but, you know, it's got to get done. The dealership has to look nice. So Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity has moved into trailers. So now we have a trailer park. (laughs) (laughs) You know you're in trouble when your house has has wheels. (laughs) My house has wheels now. So when you drive by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity from the QEW, you can see it. We're right between Bronte and Third Line on South Service Road between BMW and Porsche. That's a good place to be, I think. I can I could be between worse things. <laughs> you are gonna see a bunch of trailers. I never knew how difficult it was to get trailers going. Starting with the electrical aspect of it, transformers, amps, kilowatt hours, what? Then portable bathrooms. What do you mean portable bathrooms? What do you mean water tanks? It is amazing how much I have learned in this past week. I have been part of about four renovations now, and uh, but never, never been moved out completely from the dealership. Um, apparently, we have saved close to four months of um, of construction time simply because we just vacated the premise instead of staging it. We have uh, we've moved into trailers, and now the the, the construction company is. Unbelievable what they've done in two days, two days, three days. There was nothing left inside Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. It was like, what? No, that's my office. Oh, my office. It's like my entire life is going through a renovation now and just putting it all back together. And it's coming along nicely, you know, from the outside. It's just like my new house. I moved into my new house also last weekend. I mean, it's not new, but it's renovated. I figure that uh, my new place is a euphemism for my own personal journey. The outside is still the same. (laughs) You know, a little bit dated. (laughs) Good character. But the inside, boy, oh yeah, we did some major painful renovations. It was painful because you needed to just strip everything down to the studs. (laughs) 
just like I have done for the last few years. And then you start to build it back up and you throw out everything that you, that is not serving a purpose anymore. You throw out all the old equipment that doesn't have any purpose anymore and you start building new rooms, new colors with new things that you're going to use for your future. Because your future, folks, is always perfect. You know that, right? Jacob, have you ever thought about this? That your future is spotless. You haven't screwed up once yet. That's a good way to put it. <clears throat> yeah, man. I'm batting, I'm batting 100 in my future. I've yeah, never, man. I've, I've never thought of that. You are perfect in the future. Like from here forward, you haven't done a single mistake. Nothing. And I'm going to try and keep it that way. I mean, it's not going to happen. Obviously, you make mistakes here and there, but... You haven't made one yet. So, you know, you can get caught up in everything you've done and everything you said, the people you've hurt and all those things. But, you know, guess what? Your future is perfect. If somebody's willing to give you a portion of their future, knowing and betting that you may be a different person, that you may be a good person, why not? So I'm trying to keep that streak going, you know? It's like the, the, the moment that you quit smoking, right? The moment you quit smoking, that's it. You're smoke-free for the rest of your life. You're perfect. You, you, you quit today, and for the rest of your life, you haven't smoked a single cigarette again. And you can always look back and say, you know what? Just, just, one, just one more day. Just one more day. I feel like having a smoke, but, you know, just not today. I'll, I'll wait until tomorrow. And if you live your life that way on the moment right now, it's amazing how much you can accomplish because all of a sudden you blink and a full year has gone by. And you think that, oh my God, I was, I, I, I'm not going to be able to survive this trauma, this breakup, this, this job loss, this divorce, this whatever. And you blink, boom, and a year is gone. And then you look back and say, man, I can't believe that I, that I survived that, but I did. See, this is an interesting conversation for right now because I want to, when you stopped smoking cigarettes, it yeah. was just cold turkey for you. I yes, assume. Like you just, 100%. You just cut it out. I had mentioned, oh, when was it? I think it was the, I don't remember when it was. Uh, I, I had stopped biting my nails for quite some time mm -hmm. and because I've done it my whole life. And I entire entirety of last year did not bite my nails a single time. And when my grandmother passed in January, yeah. it just triggered something in me. And I have been biting my nails horrendously for the last three months. So really? I wanted to ask you, yeah, like, obviously, you can't just stop something like that. But I mean, that's interesting, though, to think about, okay, in my future, I have never bitten my nails a single time. Not a single time. Not a time. single time. Mm -hmm. That is a, a fascinating way to frame it. Do you have any other tips and pit, tidbits, maybe pieces of advice? Well, you know, I, I think that is is we we always fall trap in looking at our situations, looking at uh, problems like this one or ticks, if you will, or anything that is important to us, we look at it in big terms, like I bite my nails, right? Or I hate my job, or I don't want to go to work, or I don't want to lift this weight. 
or I don't want to exercise or I can't stop eating. And you use this big general terms to describe an instant. You see, because when you look, I, I spend a lot of too much time thinking and uh, sometimes it hurts. But um, I have been hearing people being depressed and being anxious and all these things. And uh, I, I believe that those things are, are, are a privilege. I, I do believe that uh, you need to be privileged in order to give yourself the freedom to be <laughs> depressed and anxious. Because if you go anywhere else in the world, you, I can guarantee you, when you need to put food on the table, you don't have time to be depressed, man. You, you really don't. You don't have time to be anxious. You don't have time to do anything other than just to fulfill your life's purpose. So that's when you know that you live in a good society. But when you start breaking it down for people, it's like, are you depressed this very second? Like right here, this moment. You're no, asking me? No, I'm, you know, right now, oh. are you asking, are you biting your nails right this very second? No, I'm not. Why not? Uh, I am working your show. So, so I'm busy with something. You, so you're busy. A lot of it has to do with not being busy and, 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 and looking for things to do. And then you, uh, I guess you go back to old habits, like old habits always reappear or just about. But if you live in your moment right now and in every moment, it's a, it's a choice that you make. It's a conscious decision. Now, for those of you that have followed my show for a few years, you, you oh, many of you know that I don't believe that we have free will. Uh, I do believe that we, a lot of the stuff that we have in most of it, if not all, is predetermined. I am a determinist for some strange reason. So I, I think that you're going to bite your nails if you're going to bite your nails. <laughs> but you just don't know where that's going to take you. So becoming aware of that moment, becoming aware of the fact that you are about to and don't, maybe is part of what you were supposed to be doing in the first place. So if you look at your nails, if you look at that cigarette or that, or that next drink, and you always make the decision, you know what, just not right now, but, but thinking about it. A lot of the stuff that we do is subconscious. When I when I uh, when I was smoking, it was more it it was more of a social thing. You know, you just to breathe. You know, you take a long drag of that cigarette and you feel the crackling of the tobacco and close to your mouth and and you you take a deep breath. And then some other people that are looking for the same sort of peace. And then I started to do that without smoking. <laughs> Just go outside, take a few deep breaths. And that became what replaced it. But I can tell you this, man. Quitting smoking has been one of the most difficult things in my life. And it is for, I mean, it's for a lot of people too. Look at all the people who, I know so many people who they say, they, they 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 smoke and they know it's bad for them while they do it yet they do it anyways and it's just i mean i've never smoked so i don't know the feeling of it really but yeah. this, it's it's got to be and it's been now century it's been a century now really where uh, these cigarette companies have just been taking money oh, from it's people. So, it's so addictive, man. It's so yeah. addictive. It's the same thing with booze. And and people will always deny to themselves, oh, you know, I don't have a drinking problem. I don't have a drinking problem. I don't have a drinking problem. But if you have to regret every morning what you did the night before because you were drinking too much, ah, there is an issue there. 
There is there is a big issue there. We have a, we have a caller already. Yes, who do we, we do. have? Who do we have on the line? Uh, we have we have Darren, and Darren wants to talk about the Conservative Party of Canada. Darren, thank you for calling the Carrasco Show. How can I make your life better this morning, brother? Hey, good morning, Blackers. <laughs> What's uh, happening? I've been calling for a few. Yeah, yeah, I've been meaning to call in for a few weeks. Talk you know, to talk to uh, me. So, I've been following Pierre Paul Everett's uh, YouTube channel. Every okay. day he's posting something, right? And he, like, he I've, I, I heard you say something about this a couple of weeks ago. Like, it sounds like you're not really warming up to him and I'm interested in in uh, hearing why because when I hear him talk especially with the music that they put behind his voice when he's giving these little speeches Uh he he sounds like he can rally the troops well let me put it to you this way Um, I don't trust anybody uh, especially, you know, institutional politicians. This is one of the reasons why I like Trump, because he wasn't. You know, I don't know the man as a person. I don't know, you know, whether what he was saying was true or not. But whenever whenever the system uh, uh, repels, uh, whenever the system wants to cancel somebody, it's because the system is afraid of these people. And uh, I just find it ironic that for a very long time, the left was 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 against the corporation. The left was against the machine. The left was against all this institutionalized conditioning that we seem to have these days. Now, the left is what's pushing this down. The left is for censorship. The left is for canceling. The left is for this. The left is for that. It's like now, <laughs> you know, if you want to have a little bit of free speech, which is what the left always stood for, now you're a conservative or a radical, you know, right-wing nut job. Is that's what That's the way they see you. So I think that um, I, I think that it's important to note the, the following. Uh, anything will be. Oh, actually, no, no, I'll take that away because uh, Jagmeet Singh would be the absolute worst thing that we can do to our children. Um, but just about anybody with that exception would be better than Justin Trudeau. I mean, this is I have never seen our country so divided, so. Uh, we are not headed in a good place. In fact, we are already there. And, um, you know, Mr. Poliev has a lot of, there is a lot of intellectual prowess. He is a good debater. He is a good speaker. He is, he commands a lot of really important information and, and he delivers it in a way that is resonating. So, I I'm just skeptical. That's all it is. Because you know there was a lot of people that are wolves in sheep's clothing. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I I think that um, we need to be cautious of this, and and we need to be you know mindful when we elect our leaders. I mean, the only thing that Justin Trudeau has going for him is his hair, and and whenever you base <laughs> the, the 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 prime minister's office based on somebody's look or somebody's last name, because from a personal accomplishment standpoint, the guy is an absolute loser. Um, then we have bigger problems. So, uh, excuse me, I need to cough for a second, Jacob. Sorry about that. Um, I think that we always need to be skeptical of everything and, and hold our politicians to a higher standard. What do you think? I hear you. He's part of the institution. I understand. Um, I, I, I think you. I think. I think I heard you say many uh, a few months back that you 
had gone down that path of supporting a political party. And like, it sounds like you, you're up, there's quite a bit of distance between where you were then and, and where you are now in terms of supporting a political party. If you go to the, I guess, any political party's website, they're going to be asking for money, right? They're going to have their hand up. They're going to be suggesting. Yeah. Uh, like, like, you know, they have a little uh, animated thing saying how much you should be donating to them. Do you, do you think that, I mean, from your perspective, from your experience, is that like just uh, not something you would ever do? Oh no! I listen. I I I was a contributing member of the Liberal Party for a very long time, until they took such a turn to the left that I, again, I've said it many times before. Justin Trudeau is the reason why I left the left. Um, you're saying you're saying bitten. What is the expression? Bitten once, not bitten twice, or something like that. Um, you know, yes and no. I think that uh, I think that we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to the country, really, to elect our leaders yeah. and hold hold them to a higher standard. And if I can have a small part in contributing to change, so be it. But uh, you see, what I'll tell you, what really scared me. Uh, during the uh, the Freedom Convoy in Ottawa last year, uh, anyone that contributed to that protest, uh, their bank records were revealed by some insane people in the media. And then the government went in and froze everybody's bank accounts simply because they had an opposing view, which is exactly what's happening in the U.S. I mean, we all know what's happening to Trump right now. They don't want him to win the election. So let's just come up with some charges and let's put him in jail just to try for him not to run for president because they're afraid that he might win. So in Canada, we are using, we are politicizing in the um, our, our system, the judicial system to essentially squash any sort of opposition. And, and that terrifies me because I, I have a different perspective. I came from a country that was run by a dictator and this is not that much different. Uh, you may say, how can you compare... Pinochet with Trudeau. <laughs> I can I can give you a direct comparison between Pinochet and Trudeau right now. And uh, people can argue with me all they want, but the reality is this, that if you've never lived anywhere else other than Canada, you have no idea how terrible of a turn our country has taken over the last six, seven years. And, uh, and, and people are, you know, using, are living the, the tale of the boiling frog, you know. How do you cook a frog? You just... Turn the heat a little bit. You know, the frog will not even know when it's cooking. Some of the stuff that is being put through the legislation is 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 like, what do you mean I'm not allowed to protest? What do you mean I, I'm going to be charged $25,000 because I disagree with an idea? So, what? So, I, I, I will support the opposition because it's my job to get this guy out. Um, you know, that's as a citizen. Now, will it work or not? I don't know. I mean... I, I do believe that, you know, Mr. Polier would be an absolute bet, better option than this clown that we have uh, as prime minister. And I'm sorry that I have to speak this way, but uh, um, that's just how I feel. And that's one of the beauties about this radio station, that I can say things like this and, and still be here next Saturday, I hope. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I mean, on that point there, I think they just passed some, or at least they, you know, they're at a point, a point where they've, where they voted in favor of some legislation that could uh, that could uh, have some influence over the uh, algorithms around you know what people can see and, and what they can't see. 
Well, so, it's the same you know. thing that they're doing in the U.S. So, you know, I, 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 see, I do see a direct correlation between uh, what's happening in the U.S. and Canada because they are – they're literally censoring what you are allowed to see on social media, on the web, everywhere else. So the government right now is dictating how you think and your ability to disagree and to find information that does not comply with the government narrative is becoming far more difficult to find. So we are the government is creating an echo chamber. Look, man, have you ever seen that um, – uh, the documentary on Netflix that is called, uh, I think it's called Sugar Man by an uh, artist called, uh, I think his, his name is Rodriguez. Have you ever watched it? No. You know, I strongly suggest uh, that if you listen to my show, go look for uh, a documentary called uh, Sugar Man. And uh, this will tell you how easy it is for a government to shut down information to a degree that you literally believe that you are hearing the truth, but you're not, that you are completely isolated from everything else around the world to the point that you have no idea what reality is. And if you don't believe me, you can see that right now in North Korea. But anyways, thank you so much for the phone call, dude. I really appreciate it. And yes, I will vote for Pierre Poliev in the next election, just in case anybody's wondering where I stand on that. Folks, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Come and see me. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. When I cross the street, it's the cars that have to look both ways. <laughs> I'm Chuck Norris, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Hi, I'm Hansel Grace, and I'm here to let you know that if you want to be my friend, you got to be choked first. <laughs> Otherwise, there's no friendship between us. And you are watching The Greg Kahashko Show. Don't miss it and don't blink it. I think I'm going to give all of my love to Pierre Poliev in the next election. What do you think, Jacob? Have I been able to convince you uh, to uh, to vote conservative, uh, you know, through this past year in the show? When is the next election? I don't know. I, not soon enough. It should happen right now so we can kick this guy out. Yeah, well, I won't vote liberals. I'll say that. I cannot vote for Justin Yeah, but Trudeau. that's a scary one, though. Because what if you what if you vote for the Communist Party of Canada? Like, you know, I, <laughs> this is why, the reason why the ND, NDP vexes me in ways that I can't even explain. Because they're not honest. You know, just tell us. It's well, okay. Well, if you're voting NDP, you're voting liberal at this point because they're basically the same because yeah, they're, they're but, together. I mean, I don't know exactly how that pact works. I don't know if it carries through the next election. But as of right now, 
they're they're basically one party. They are essentially one party. You know, Jagmeet Singh sold out the the NDP. But I, what I was talking about is is the actual name. Why don't we just call it the the Canadian Communist Party or the Communist Party of Canada? We they just they just call it for what it is. It's okay. I mean, it's not. It's okay to be a communist. It's just not okay to vote for them. And if you if you're okay with communism, you know, just ask somebody that came from a communist country. It's very simple stuff, you know. But I don't think that we want to hear those things, do we? No. Uh, we do have a call, but before we get to the yeah. call, I want to just address one more thing. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm having some withdrawals this morning because no Teletubby barf. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Um, you're, um, I'm, I'm glad because uh, I, the last thing that I want is to feel sick to my stomach well, when I watch you eat fluorescent food. Well, it, it is Passover, so I cannot eat oats. You guys celebrate all this stuff, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's... Um, so I got some, some matzah <laughs> here with me. Have you ever had matzah before? No, no, no. Yeah, no. it's... You're, you're not missing out. You're not missing out. What is it? So it's it's unleavened bread. So it's like the dough of bread that just hasn't rised at all because... So it's like hard bread? Pretty much. It's just like a cracker, essentially. It's just like a really dense, thick cracker. You know, I as you know, I'm I'm competing at a jiu-jitsu tournament on May 6. I I'm competing at the Ontario Open and um I've been cutting weight so for the first time in like a while now I got to 189 because I usually walk around around 200, 202, 203. So I've lost about 14 pounds in the last 3 weeks and I have another, you know, 12 or so to go. Um bread is my nemesis, man. Bread is the love of my life. But you don't usually eat bread, do you? If 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 I am if I have fallen off the keto wagon, I will stuff my face with as much possible bread and toast with butter as I can possibly muster, and then I'll wash it down with Coke. My addiction to carbs—that's the life, right there. Oh, dude, man, that's I, the dream, right? I can't even I can't even speak probably because my mouth is just watering. But uh, I um. I mean, just the fact that you said bread in that sentence, it, just it, triggers something. It, it, it activated something in my subconscious that makes me just give up and I'm willing to quit, <laughs> not fight <laughs> on this tournament just so I can stuff my face with some bread. But no, no, no. I, you see, if, going back to what I said to you before, every day, every moment is a decision. No, I am not going to do this. I... I don't want to sacrifice what I want most for what I want right now, okay? And this is for boys out there. This is for guys, you know? What I want most is to have a long, healthy, amazing relationship with my wife. But this girl looks really good right now. <laughs> don't sacrifice what you want most for what you want right now. Don't do it, guys. Don't do it. Don't, it's not worth it. Don't worth, it's not worth it. It's the same thing with a piece of bread. So, yeah, no, I'm glad that you're not eating fluorescent food. Um, It'll be back next week. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, maybe not. Uh, maybe I'll be a changed man by then, but uh, no, no promises. Well, no promises. No, no, no. I, uh, well, it's, I, feel, I just feel bad for you that you have to ingest some something so gross. A couple of shout-outs this morning. Uh, Professor Toma from uh, Okta, BJJ Mississauga, and one of my partners is listening to the show. You know, you are sexy as usual. Uh, and also a newfound slacker. 
Daniel Bork. <laughs> he listens to my show. He's a new member at the Jiu-Jitsu school, and uh, he became addicted to listen listening to the uh, the Carrasco show. Big shout out to you, dude. Um, you know we're gonna do dinner soon. So we have a phone call. Who do we have on the line? We have Jim from Pickering, and Jim wants to talk about uh, an experience he had with the delivery of a car. Oh, Jim. <laughs> Jim, 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 who got you upset, man? Talk to me. Yeah, good morning, Greg. How good are you? I'm good, man. That's good. Greg, uh, yeah, I bought the car. It's the uh, Santa Fe, the Honda Santa Fe. And I just bought it on March 22nd. <clears throat> and I'm looking forward to it. But they put the delivery date down um to July 8th. Everything's about three months, hoping it might come sooner. My concern is I got a call two nights ago, and they said there's a car, and it's my second choice in color, color which I'm okay with. And my concern is um, why this car suddenly became available. They come from the mid-U.S., I've forgotten where. And, like, I'm worried about the circumstances that uh, might have became available. In other words, weather or some other unforeseen um, situation. Uh, What do you think about that, Greg? So, okay, let me understand. So you bought a vehicle. Your main choice is not coming until July, but your second choice is, is here now. It's good. There's one becoming available, another car. Mine's not off the line yet, okay. but this is one that just, for some reason, has become available. Brand new, yeah. and it's my sec- you know, second choice in color, but um, they didn't know. They weren't aware this car was maybe there or coming, and if I just bought mine two weeks ago, there must be a whole lot of other people who have purchased cars, and they're waiting, and I just wonder, um, is there a story behind this car? Has something happened to it, and how would I know? I'm going to guess. I hope I can go look at it. I haven't got the VIN yet. Jim, Jim, listen to me, brother. You're overthinking it. Okay. You are overthinking it 100%. This sort of thing happens all the time. You know, we we sell a vehicle that is incoming, and one that was already sold that is here, the deal fell through. The customer didn't show up to pick it up. You know, the credit didn't go through. Uh, I don't know, whatever. There are so many different things that could happen in the process of uh, putting a vehicle uh, deal together that uh, sometimes just things fall, fall apart, and sometimes they fall apart on delivery. So... You know, if you were to ask me, uh, should you wait or should you take that you have uh, on the lot right now? My answer is always straightforward. Just take what you have right now because you're leaving the future to chance. And I don't like taking chances like that. I I do not. Um, So if this uh, this is a color that you can live with, just take it, man, because that's the reason why you have warranties. Yeah, and that's true. <clears throat> but, you know, it's like holiday and no surprises, right? And well, I've never gotten good surprises in my life, right? It's all worked out. But whenever I get, you know, a surprise, it's, uh, it's not usually, uh, you know, a good one. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm just, just curious if, if you know, there's been a lot of flooding down there. You're right. I'm overthinking it. You are. It's, Jim, fun. stop it. Stop it. Like, stop. Yeah. Uh, okay. If you are doubting your dealer in their intentions this much, don't buy the car because you're going to drive yourself absolutely nuts. And, uh, you know, this this applies to all of us here and everything in our lives. You know, you start overthinking things, you're going to start, fi- you're going to start finding problems when there aren't any. Uh, so, no, there is no problem here. 
Now, I would yeah. probably just want to go and have a look at it and make sure that you can live with the collar. But, you know, I when it comes to collars, uh, it's something that always drives me crazy because when you're driving the vehicle, 100% of the time, you can't oh, see the collar. So, you know, people buy the collar not for them. They buy it for the rest of the world and the collar they like to be seen in. So, you know, the collar is yeah. immaterial. I agree. I'm just worried they're pawning something off on me. That's about as plain as I can put it. Just, yeah, well, if you if you think that your dealer is uh, is that uh, nefarious, um, I wouldn't buy the vehicle from that store and cancel the deal and move on if they let you. Yeah. But uh, if you oh, okay. if you feel that the salesperson has your best interest at heart, then just give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, you you do have a warranty. You know, that's yeah. and it's illegal to sell you a vehicle that has been stolen or in a flood or, or that has been a taxi cab or or a police cruiser without disclosing it to the customer. So, you know, you, you're protected by the law in Ontario. It's one of the safest places for people to buy cars unless you buy a car privately. Then you're screwed because there is no recourse. That's that's why it drives. You know, I, I, I don't understand why people keep doing this to themselves and uh, they buy vehicles yeah. privately. That's a mistake in, you know, times a to the power of 10 uh, but no man go take the car and join and enjoy it now so I'm not okay so I'm gonna I am gonna I'm probably do that and was but I, and I will like you say not overthink it yeah but can I go and I don't have the um, so they called me and asked would I take it and I said yes right so uh, you know it was my second choice and you know it was something I, I do like and I haven't had so I thought yes so can I go and look at the car, or are they just going to put me down in insurance? In other words, I, I would like to go there and uh, take a look at the car. No, right Jim, Jim, listen to me. Interest. Jim, listen to me, okay? What? Your contract yeah. is attached to another another vehicle, so they can't put anything on you that you don't allow to happen. So uh -huh. even if you were to say it on the phone, and then you change your mind, uh, then they still can hold you to it, because... Your your name and your signature is attached to a different vehicle. So stop overthinking it. Okay. Go look at the car. See that you can live with it and move on, okay? Okay. Thank you, Jim. I'll do that. Thank you so much for Thank the phone call, buddy. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. F folks, the phone lines are open. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. You are listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show. But the phone lines are open this morning. I want to talk about whatever you want to talk about. You have a beef? Call me. I'm here. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? This is Randy Couture. And if I'm not beating people up, I'm listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Give it a listen. Take care. Hi, everybody. This is Haley Wickenheiser, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. What is this world? Run into you, didn't. Leave a message, at least I could have learned your voice one last time. Daily minds feel this good. Be my time by you. Would you hit me? And we are going to pretend that nothing happened here, nothing to see, nothing has happened. You know, from time to time. <laughs> Things will slip past.
pass by us. I am so sorry. This is a family-friendly show, and uh, that was not supposed to make it to air, but our our delay button doesn't seem to be working this morning. Oh, boy. I um, I take full responsibility for that mishap. Nothing that anybody other than myself in the show has done here is responsible for that. I and I alone take accountability for that. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, wow, that was a good way to start our third segment. How are you feeling, uh, Jacob, after that? <laughs> Fe- feeling good. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's have a good segment. Feeling let's good. go. Let's end the hour strong. Yeah. Uh, 289-275-9600 is the phone number. If you're just tuning in, folks, you're listening to Canada's largest automotive radio show, but we talk about everything here. This is a show about social commentary, and uh, we will pick on anything that you want to talk about. The phone lines are open. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. We're going to give away... A set of AirPods to the best phone call of the day about whatever, whatever is on your mind, about anything. I am one of the world's greatest generalists. <laughs> I don't know a lot about many things, but I know a little about many, many things. So we can we can scratch the surface on, on many different topics, and I'll try to navigate that without getting myself into trouble, which is seems to be a balancing act every single Saturday that we, we're here. What do you think, uh, Jacob? Well, I just want to know what, what topic in your mind, like what's the one thing if a caller's like, okay, I want to talk about this, you're like, no, not happening. Um... Let me see. Darts. Like, what if someone wants to be like, yeah, I will. I want, I want to come talk about sure. a big darts game. You'll talk about that? Oh, yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really have any interest on games like that or things that people pretend that they're sports, but they're not like golf. <laughs> really? Come on, man. You're not doing a yeah, sport. Yeah, who would, who would do something like that? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, really? If you can do it while drinking and smoking a cigar, it's not a sport, folks. Stop it. Stop it. It's not a sport. And if you think it's a sport, you've never done a sport. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't I don't like uh, leaving that to chance. What? You know, we've never really talked on this show before. Who? Movies. Oh, I don't know dude. what kind of movies you like to watch. Dude, we can talk movies all day long. I, uh, f- you know. <laughs> I assume you like Tarantino. Based on the 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 soundtracks or the the song list that you give I me, I do sometimes. like some of his stuff. Yeah, I do like some of his stuff. But uh, uh, you know, why don't we do that uh, for uh, uh, for the next hour? We can talk about uh, you know your top five best mo- you know favorite movies and why. What do you think? Okay. I I have okay. mine at the top of my head. I gotta uh, think of mine. I'm a big movie. That's afi- a loaded af- question. I'm a big movie aficionados and uh, aficionado, and on that basis, I uh, I can tell you that uh, one movie that came out not long ago, it it, it was fast tracked to my top five immediately, immediately, and I watched it last night. I had some people over and. Uh, um, we watched it last night, and uh, this is probably the maybe the sixth time that I've watched the movie since it came out, uh, which is not a lot because anyone that knows me knows that I watch movies that I like over and over and over and over again until I memorize the script. Honestly, let me give you an example. You know, this is right off the cuff. Everybody knows that I'm not reading anything. Jacob can testify to this. All right, listen to this. Life... It's not fair, you see. 
I for I shall never be king. And you, you will never see the light of another day. And you, where is this from? I don't know. Didn't your mother ever tell you not to play with your food? <laughs> I'm here to announce that King Mufasa is on his way, and you better have a good excuse for missing the ceremony this morning. Uh, I can I can carry on like this. I I am a true nerd when it comes to this. But uh, it's one of my favorite movies. Uh, but mostly it's because I was forced to watch this movie a few hundred times by my eldest son. Uh, he would have it on repeat. Uh, yeah. It also, in, inside the movie, there is, um, there is a song that, uh, that was sung by Scar, uh, you know, the evil uncle. I that is one way. I have not watched you, The Lion King in a in a very long time. Oh, dude! In a very long. I, obviously, I've seen it as a kid, but I, I really don't remember. I never was a huge fan of. of you all see, the, I know that your powers of retention are as wet as a warthog's backside. No, I remember. And thick as you are, pay attention. My words are a matter of pride. It's clear from your facial expression that the lights are not all on upstairs. But we are talking kings and successions. Even you can't be caught unaware. Wow, look at that, man. Passionate. Be prepared Passionate. for a chance of a lifetime. Be prepared for sensational news. A silent, <laughs> a shining new era is tiptoeing nearer. Did the you wedding. watch the, the live action? It's live, the Lion worst King? thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Don't do it, folks. It's an assault to your brain. Honestly, I'd rather watch... Golf. <sighs> I'd rather watch golf than watch wow, the the uh, the bad. live yeah oh wow. yeah yeah I'd rather watch curling than the live action Lion King it was just a failure to the next generation that was exposed to the original one you, how can you possibly it was just awful it was just as bad as Black Panther the new one but then again I digress. <laughs> Folks, if you are one of those uh, very lucky ones that happen to be tuning in to the mighty Saga 960 AM, this is one of the last free radio stations. One of the last, I mean, you know, we are not even a conservative station. We are a centrist station that is allowed to actually talk about anything. And this is the reason why the station needs to be supported, needs to be endorsed, needs to be protected because there aren't very many places that we can do what we do here. And uh, this is precisely the reason why, even though it's the smallest radio station that I've ever worked with, it is the absolute biggest heart of people that I have ever had the time to spend with. Uh, from the ownership all the way down to my producers here, um, this is a different experience for me. And I am so glad that I left the last two conglomerates simply because... You're not allowed to actually talk freely anymore. And that's a sad state of affairs, especially when you have a talk show. I mean, this is, this is what I do. This is my work, man. And if I'm not allowed to put my thoughts unfiltered out onto the airways, what's the point of having a show? What is the point? So during the next hour, we are going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about some interesting facts that I discovered last night. I went down a rabbit hole yesterday preparing for the show, Jacob, and... Um, I wanted to have some obscure facts about the car industry. 
now, it, we don't have to talk about the car industry. And if you do have a question about cars, I will always uh, give you precedent. I, I will I will always give you preference, rather. And, uh, you know, you call me. You want to know what your car is worth. You want to buy a car. You want to sell a car. You want to lease a car. You want to destroy a car. You want to trade in a vehicle. And you want to have some idea as to how to do it. I know a guy. I'm your guy. If you want to talk about politics, this is it. If you want to challenge me with some philosophy and some ideas, uh, th- this is it, man. I'm I'm here for you. If you want to talk jujitsu, we can do that too. So essentially, it's wide open for my entire audience. If there is something that you want to discuss for whatever reason, there is only one number to call. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. And tell us your favorite movies. Call in, tell us your favorite movie. Oh, yeah, for why. Sure. If you don't like Gregor or I's favorite movie, just let us know. You can pick <laughs> us apart. Well, I, I think the, I think that there's a lot of... People's people's taste in, in movies is, is, is weird. It's weird. You know, I, I, um, I'm going to call out my son here on this one, my eldest son, in the last... 30 seconds of this hour. Uh, you know that movie that won an Oscar for is uh, Everything About Everything oh, All the yeah. Time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's truly one of the stupidest movies that I have ever seen in my entire life. Uh, that that movie was truly... I, I came out of that movie f- feeling dumber. Like my IQ points. I lost a few IQ points watching that movie. And the fact that people are ranting and raving about it, it makes it even worse because the movie is terrible. But, you know, just because people like obscure movies in different languages or from different, you know, uh, I guess different countries or different origins, it doesn't make it a good movie. Like, for example, the movie Parasite. Amazing movie, subtitles. But just because you like foreign films, it doesn't mean that they're good films. That movie, that movie, it was worse than looking at your breakfast every morning. Parasite? No, Parasite was phenomenal. Oh, I'm talking about everything, oh, okay. everything about everything all the time. I was it's gonna like, say, oh Parasite my. was amazing. I was going to go into like a seizure, like a epileptic seizure after watching that movie, which is so obnoxiously awful. I really wanted to walk out and just go home and go to sleep. One of my best friends said the exact same thing. I never saw the movie, but he said no, it was just it. one of the biggest waste of times of his life, and he had no idea why it was. It, so it was awful. Awards. It was awful. It was awful. It was awful. But anyways, so then we can talk about movies like that for a while. But anyways, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Uh, don't make any car buying decision until you come and see me, because those who know know that nothing bad will happen wherever I am. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. What's up, sports fans? Forrest Griffin here, and I want you to check out the Greg Carrasso Show. Check him out. Greg and the gang. Uh, yeah, enjoy. It is time for Greg Carrasco. Kick it. Whoa, it's the Greg Carrasso Show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this white go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guest from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? 
hat, Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn, he's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live, here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock, the guy knows wheels like a cow stock. Movie talk on a boardwalk, shooting facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining, turn up the station. There's no more waiting, the show is beginning. It's too late to escape, let's go. Here's your host, Greg Carrasco. I'm through standing in line, the clubs I'm never getting. It's like the bottom of the ninth, and I'm never gonna win this. Life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be. Tell me what you want. I want a brand new house on an episode of Cribs and a bathroom I can play baseball in. And a king size tub big enough for 10 plus me. I'll need a credit card that's got no limit. We are. We are giving some honor to Canadian music legend. We, I don't think we've ever played these guys on, on the show before. They're amazing. Oh, we got to play more of them, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's like an anthem. That's like, an, like a Canadian anthem. You know? It's important. Kind of like Drake, right? <sighs> I know how you feel about Drake. You're a big Drake guy. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The six god. <laughs> the six god drizzy oh I, I don't know man I don't know I don't know what to say about that now in all fairness he does have some good tunes I just think that uh, we are surrounded by bad role models <laughs> and uh, we don't demand enough from our people we don't demand enough from our the people that we look up to just because you're famous it doesn't mean that you're important so we confuse those two do you disagree with that statement, nope, Jacob? Absolutely not. I, I agree with that. But I do think that there are worse are worse role models out there than Drake. I think he's got, honestly, in terms of rappers, I think he's got a relatively clean image for really? the most part. Yeah, I, I, I guess you don't hear much about what he does in the scene in Toronto. <laughs> I've heard that he likes an interesting type of <laughs> physiques. Well, okay, well, well, well. I, Exactly. So I mean, he hasn't been to jail. Uh, he hasn't been to jail for anything. Well, you know, as we, as we all know, um, you know, you justice is uh, there is a qualities of justice. You know, justice has got to do with what you can buy. It's a good point, but I mean, there are a lot of. <laughs> if you don't believe me, ask Hillary Clinton. There, <laughs> oh, there, there oh. are a lot of rappers, though. <laughs> You're not going to know, but like Young Thug, for example, and, and, and Gunna recently, not recently, but within the last year, they got both got sentenced to jail uh, for drug trafficking. It's like these guys have almost as much money as Drake does. Not quite to the same degree, but they're up there. And mm. at a certain point, if you just do enough, uh, there have been plenty of rappers that despite having a ton of wealth have just done crimes so bad that they weren't able to escape time. But you see, we, we have glamorized money as the yardstick of success and i think that some of the most successful people that are know that i know are just regular all around middle class people you know they have a strong solid family with 
kids that love them, with grandkids that come and spend time with them and rejoice, you know, by seeing their grandparents. I think that we've confused ourselves. Uh, this is the era of the Instagram brain damage. We, everybody has a good day on Instagram. Everybody is on vacation on Instagram. Everybody is finding themselves on Instagram. You know, this is an advice for parents, folks. If your kid says, you know, I need to go find myself, um, just say no. Kick him out of the house and get them, tell him to go get a job. Because uh, I can tell you, you know, tell me that your parents are loaded and they never really made you work for anything uh, without telling me that your parents are loaded and they never made you work for anything. It's when the kid says, I need to go find myself. <laughs> I need to go and backpack through Europe. I need to go and spend a year in Thailand and just like party. Like, you know, like, like, oh, my God. <laughs> Oh no! I want to. I, I want to have a. Uh, what do you call that? Um, it's not a um, a gap year. I want to have a gap year to find myself. Uh, that's like a. It's like a poem to define Oakville. <laughs> Just say no, no, and no is a full sentence. We we are breeding a generation of of kids that are I don't know man I don't know where we're headed you know the fact that I see you here every morning with me when you show up at seven something in the morning makes me it warms my heart you know what I'm saying it warms my heart yeah. that somebody your age is willing to put in the time and be in the trenches at seven on something in, in the morning I appreciate it. I appreciate it, and I have fun working the show. So well, thank you, and I and I appreciate you as a person. So on and on that basis, it just tells me you you cannot conquer the world by sleeping in. I'm sorry, man. It doesn't mm, it doesn't well, work that maybe, way. Maybe every once in a while. Maybe, uh, maybe. No, I can't even if I wanted to. You know, if one day by accident I I make the giant mis mishap of waking up at after eight o'clock in the morning, I'm behind on everything for the rest of the day. It's like I don't feel good, and uh, I always feel that you know the the that somebody's coming to take everything from me if I am not pushing out a hundred percent of the time, a hundred percent of me. Even on vacation, you're you're in you're in. Florida for I know you go to Florida so you're in Florida for a week just to do whatever you want yeah but you see if, if I have to be at work I'd rather answer the phone while sipping back on a mojito and staring at you know some <laughs> staring at the water <laughs> I almost got myself into trouble um, <laughs> uh, see self-censoring is a great thing you know yeah. So, Who needs someone else to censor you? And you can just do it I, yourself. I can, I can do it myself. Yeah. You know, we, we've been domesticated. We've been beaten into submission. Uh, but anyways, I, um, uh, I, I do work while I'm away. Uh, I reduce the workload, but I still get up early in the morning. Like I, I will get up. I will go for a long walk on the beach. I will exercise. Uh, I will answer my email. Uh, no, I don't. I don't do emails. I hate emails. Uh, you know. Let me do a count. I, I have a live count, folks, of all the emails that I have on my computer. And and this is not... Um, let me see here. Hold on a second. Do, 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 do. This is amazing. Uh, I have 
116,483 emails in my inbox. I thought I was, you started with 116. I'm like, well, that's not that bad. 116,000. Yeah, you can see it. I can show it to you. You know, if during the break, I'll show it to you. Okay. And, uh, and I can tell you that uh, for the most part, uh, all those emails are um, not read. I, yeah, yeah, I figured. Yeah, they're not read, <laughs> not read. Well, um, what if there's like, you know, something from your doctor's office? In there yeah. that just gets mixed in. I'll, I'll find out soon enough. <laughs> no, okay. Well, you know the the people that care about me that I work with, they will text me, uh, yeah. I'm, and I'm a lot you know quicker to respond to text. Uh, there's too many, dude. Um, I, I would get three hundred, three hundred and fifty emails a day. Like there is, I can't. If I sit down and start responding to emails, I will never, ever, ever, ever More live. At this point, yeah. I will never live. No, but when, what I'm saying... How long? When, when did you choose? Like, how, how long have those emails been accumulating for? Um, Approximately. Probably five years. Okay. Probably five years, yeah. Five, six years, max. Um, because I, I have deleted tens of thousands of emails because, uh, you know, at some point, your computer just, you know, freezes. <laughs> you, know, you don't have enough storage. <laughs> My Mac just sometimes throws a tantrum. I try to load a video up and it's like, oh no, and I have a terabyte on <laughs> Actually, you know, my phone has a terabyte too. It's um, it's fascinating. The iPhone 14 uh, Pro Max, is uh, it's got a terabyte available and that's the one that I have. And I'm getting pretty damn close. But I'm, I'm busy, man. I'm busy. That's just the way it is. Uh, and I don't want to, I don't want to live my life in any other way. Like I, when I was a kid, I was kicked out of four schools by the age of 13, <laughs> but it had nothing to do with my academic abilities. It had to do with the fact that I was always getting myself into trouble, just cracking jokes in the back and I was getting kicked out of school. And you didn't open your emails. We didn't have computers back then, smart ass. Uh, but uh, in a lot of it has to do, you know, if, if I was born in Canada, uh, I would have been diagnosed with uh, extreme ADHD and they would have put me on medication. <laughs> but all it has to do is just that I, my brain works better when I'm looking out or doing three, four, five things at the same time. So, you know, I'm ADHD. They, they're handing that out as if it's confetti. You know, everybody has ADHD. Everybody has a condition these days. Everybody's everybody's traumatized. Everybody needs therapy. Everybody needs medication. We have made it fashionable to be sick. We've made it fashionable to have traumas. Unfortunately, because of that, our emergency rooms are filled up with people with paper cuts. And we are overlooking the people that actually have suffered trauma. It's crazy what's happening. The world is upside down. But you know, when the world is upside down, there is a good way to escape. It's always a good way to escape. When you want to suspend your disbelief and you want to go into ancient Rome and walk into the mighty, mighty Rome facing the Colosseum, Endorsed by Mark Marcus Aurelius after coming back from fighting the Germanic tribes in, in Northern Europe. That, that right there is my top movie, period. In, in my book, Gladiator is 
my favorite movie of all times. Mm. Uh, it's got um, the movie is essentially uh, Marcus Aurelius' books, Meditations, uh, turned into a. It turned into a script. It was a fascinating movie to watch. And uh, for those of you that don't know who Marcus Aurelius is, uh, is one of the fathers of the uh, philosophical uh, thought or school of thought. Uh, it's called Stoicism. And um, when I first watched it, this when did it come out? Do you know? 2000. Well, yeah, when I first watched it, I had no idea. But the movie spoke to me about the things that were being said. Uh, especially there is a scene there in which um, uh, when Marcus Aurelius asked uh, uh, Maximus whether he uh, wanted to rule Rome in the meantime uh, while the, the Senate was being formed and then Maximus says with all my heart no and Marcus Aurelius said that is precisely why it must be you I thought dude that is deep, but it's, it was deeper than I could get under. I couldn't get under it at the time. And then, uh, you know, at one point in my life, believe it or not, because I was on the left, uh, I went to see Bill Clinton. Uh, he, uh, he was doing a, a, a touring uh, speaking tour in Toronto, and I went to see him. I'm glad I did. He's a, he's a phenomenal speaker. Uh, but he was commenting about his favorite books, and he mentioned the book Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. And I thought, oh, I can buy that. So I bought it, and I read it. And then my life changed after that. Um, I, I tell you, it's, it's, not a, it's, it's not an easy way to live, but... Um, uh, Stoicism is one of the last um, schools of philosophy that speaks to men. I'm going to read that book. Yeah, it speaks to men, to men in general. And uh, I'm talking just um, biological, you know, like men, and not as a mankind. Uh, but um, it was uh, it was good. The, the movie was fascinating. Um what was what is your favorite movie of all time? And now, by the way, folks, if you want to talk movies and you want to tell me your top five movies of all time and you want to disagree with me or agree with me, call me, 289-275-9600 is the phone number. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. We're also going to read to you what, according to IMDB, which is one of the largest um, entertainment movies and TV show uh, websites on, on the planet, uh, they rate everything. And, you know, whatever you can think of is, is in IMDB. DB, if you want to, find out information about movies uh, you go in there I'm going to read to you the top 10 movies of all times that I I, I don't know I haven't watched uh, many of them um, it's, it's pretty obscure some of the stuff that they put in here uh, but I'll read them to you and see if you agree or disagree with me which one is your favorite movie Jacob? do I have to give one? Um, no why don't we do okay. it? let's do the top 5 okay, your, your perfect, top 5 perfect. favorite movies because I don't know if I can pick just one because I have 5 movies that are all pretty different that I think each serve a different purpose yeah so I'll start I, I have to start with Usual Suspects. Have you seen that? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kaiser Sosa. That was you know. the first movie I ever watched where my mind was just blown by the ending. Like, yeah. I just was like, what? Wow. Because I watched it when I was pretty young. I was like maybe 15 at the time. Yeah. And I, when I was young, I any like scary movie quote unquote with like any action or like people dying it just terrified me like I'd get nightmares super easily as a kid so I watched like a lot of 
like I would only watch like comedy movies and, and not really as much action. Then I watched this. My dad showed me this movie mm-hmm. and I was just like in awe of the ending. Yeah, like, I was, could it was not. Pretty, it was pretty intense. Could pretty not intense. believe it. It was, uh, you know, it was one of the, one, it was one of the best uh, twists that of most movies. Uh, and, you know, it is unfortunate that uh, this guy turned out to be a little bit of a psycho because... He's got some phenomenal films, dude. You know, the movie Seven is one of my favorite movies. Um, also almost made my list. Yeah, the movie Seven is probably the seventh favorite movie of mine. Uh, but uh, Kevin Spacey is just a phenomenal actor, dude. Yeah, he is. He's phenomenal, especially as a bad guy. He's a phenomenal bad guy. And, and he can play a ton of different roles, too, right? He hasn't only been in these kind of, uh, you know, action not action but like these like thriller movies he was in house of cards too yeah uh baby driver he was also great in it's yeah he, it wasn't it's he in uh in a, it wasn't um, american something um american beauty american beauty yeah he was in there too but uh yeah um usual suspects is a good it's a good film i don't know if it would make my top 10 but uh hey listen it's your taste when, not mine when i tell people that it's one of my favorite movies i get a lot of really like I get a and it no, surprises it's a good, me. It's a good movie. It's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. Like I have friends who just like, oh yeah, it's it's okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess the one thing I will say about it is maybe if you know the ending, it doesn't have as much rewatchability as some other movies might. Yeah. Because if you know the ending, it's like oh, okay, I know what Whatever, happens. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's it's just more so the 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 impact it had with me, just like how much it stuck sure. out among other movies. What about next? What is your next favorite movie? Uh, I'll I'll go super bad. Superbad. I had to get a comedy I, in there. I think that Superbad is the funniest movie of all time. Fight me on that. I challenge anybody to call the show this morning. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. To find or tell me a funnier movie than Superbad. I think it's, a, it's, it's the absolute pinnacle of a comedy on movies. Period. Um, it's, it's, it's up there. And you know, Step Brothers has to be up there as well. Step Brothers is so stupid that uh, you can't just. N- <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Step Brothers is pretty funny, but okay, that, know, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Praveen, our uh, station manager here, he's a big fan of Harold and Kumar. Uh, Harold and Kumar. Yeah. yeah, I can't say that I'm a big fan of that. You know, it's not, it's not that, it's not that funny. <laughs> it's not that funny. I think that Deadpool is f- far funnier than Harold and Kumar. I haven't seen Harold and Kumar, so I, I wouldn't know. But he, have, have he's, he's, he keeps insisting. Uh, I've not. You haven't I, watched I, Deadpool? I, I you'll, you, I'm not a huge, like, I, I, I've seen enough movies that I know what I like, but I haven't seen a ton of movies in general, especially more recent movies. I mean, my list is all movies that are released at least a couple of decades ago. I guess Superbad is the one exception. You know, I, I got a text here from Professor Toma. He says that Old School might be better than Superbad. I don't think I've ever watched Old School. Oh, Old School. I think I've seen that. But, uh, here, let me look it up. I don't, I don't even school. know who is in it. But, uh, um, I have not seen this. I and who's in it? Who's the main uh, actor? Will Ferrell, Luke Wilson, Vince Vaughn. Okay, all those guys are pretty funny. Yeah, uh, but uh, no, I haven't seen it. So I, I will. Uh, Toma, I will watch that movie in, in your name. Uh, but Superbad is 
absolutely unbelievably oh, the, 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 hilarious. The ID, the fake ID. Yeah, this, oh my god, yeah, I love it's so funny. So we have a usual suspect. We have super bad. What's next? You know, uh, pop, pop fiction. Yeah, I, I have to give that one to you. It's a, it's a phenomenal flick. I um. It's just such a wild ride. Like, you just never know what's coming next. There's no real... I mean, my one criticism is there's no real concise story, but it doesn't matter because that's just all part of the experience of watching it. I feel... That was one of the first soundtracks that I fell in love with. The soundtrack of that movie is is fantastic. It's second to none. Uh, and you find everything in the soundtrack. But, uh, uh, you know, John Travolta... Um, I grew up in Chile in the 70s and in most of the 80s, and uh, my my uncles were deep, deep into disco. <laughs> disco was a big deal, man. You know, bell bottoms and, you know, shirts open down to your, uh, you know, belly button and, um, you know, gold chains and stuff and dancing disco was a thing. Um, the Bee Gees were huge in Chile and uh, the uh, the movies, John Travolta movies in the uh, in the 80s were massive, like Staying Alive and uh, Saturday Night Fever. I grew up watching this guy. So when... He his career died for such a long time, and when it was revived by Tarantino, it was just so wonderful to see him, especially paired up with one of the baddest actors on Hollywood. You know, Samuel L. Jackson. That that pair was unbelievable. You know, the Royale with cheese. That scene in the car when the gun goes off by accident. It was like, whoa, what, what, what just happened but, here? But then they're not even really in the second half of the movie at no, all. No, they're not. They're not. Which is, just makes it even more like you just have so many different stories that all come together, and it's just like. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it, it is so really good. good. And you know, if if I had to identify with a character in that in that movie, uh, you know, I do for the car business what the wolf did for uh, Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson. That's what I do. <laughs> you know, Harvey Keitel is phenomenal, man. I I, I really like that guy. I, he's is he alive still? Uh, I think so. I must, yeah, he's, yeah, he's he must 80, be, yeah, he is. He's 83. Oh, yeah, he's old now. But uh, All right, so we have Usual Suspects. We have Superbad. We have uh, Pulp Fiction. What are your next two for the top five? Uh, I'm going to go with a throwback. I'm going to go Psycho. Uh, I just think it's a tremendous movie. I'm a big fan of a lot of Hitchcock movies. Even though a lot of them haven't aged quite well, I do think Psycho has actually aged pretty well, and it's a pretty creepy concept even for today's standards i think well that's what everybody does on instagram they just watch you from afar except that you don't know that they're watching you you know you when you think about it if you had unknown creepy man looking at you on your bathing suit and you don't know this people you would call the police but now <laughs> <laughs> you, now <laughs> you, you've got money here yeah, on a Saturday uh, afternoon. I, now, oh yeah! Now we we, we 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 become famous if we have more people looking at us to creep into our lives like that. It's the weirdest thing because if you translate that into real life, if you translate that into before computers and before smartphones and before social media, if you had that many. Uh, you know, strangers looking at you constantly and everything you do, it would be, honestly, it would be a criminal case. 
they would be stalkers if you would you know <laughs> there are some guys that I know that are they just follow people on social media and they go to their profile hundreds of times a day like literally they go to those profiles hundreds of times imagine somebody checking in on you a hundred times a day uh, yeah, no. how have we <laughs> glamorized creepiness and we and we call them influencers now. No, 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 they're not influencers. They're just watching you. You know. Oh, I do it. I do it for myself. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You know. Now we have coin-operated people in OnlyFans. Do this here. <laughs> do that there. <laughs> just put you know coins in the uh, in in the social media machine, and next thing you know, you can get people to do whatever you want them to do. You know, it's it's such a weird concept, man. It's it's messed up. You know, it in this company, uh, uh, Cameo, you can get celebrities. It said, you know, here, here is a hundred dollars. Do this, and, <laughs> and they just do it for you. It's the weirdest thing. But hey, listen, somebody's making money. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah, do your thing. Whatever you need to do to make you get get your bread up. Whatever. So next movie. So we okay. Hold on a second. So we have um, uh, Pulp Fiction. We have Super Bad. Super Bad. We have Usual Suspects and uh, Psycho. And Psycho. What is the next one? Uh, I could go. So this is my last one because we have the top five. Yeah. So I could go a variety of options here. I could go Goldfinger because I grew up on James Bond movies. I could go with Catch Me If You Can or Truman Show. I think those are both great movies, too. I'm going to go Shutter Island. I don't know if you've seen it with Leonardo DiCaprio in The Insane Asylum. I think it is a phenomenal movie. Um, it really got my brain going at the end trying to figure out exactly. There's just so many theories that you can have about the ending and, and really who DiCaprio's character really is. It, it just it gets you thinking. It really gets you thinking, and I think it's a great movie. Um, you know, I've watched it. is It's pretty intense. It's pretty intense. Yeah. I don't, uh, you know, it just it it activates a different part of my brain yeah. that I'm not prepared to go down that road anymore. But uh, you know, the only one that I uh, I I would I wouldn't even consider it part of my top 100 is Psycho. Um, but then again, maybe I need to watch it again because it's been a long time since I watched it. So maybe I'll, I'm going to go down that rabbit hole. But folks, I want to know about your favorite movies. Uh, call us 289-275-9600 is the phone number. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. And this morning um, during Easter weekend, we are leaving the phone lines open just for you. The best phone call of the day is going to get a set of AirPods if you are brave enough to call the show. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, home of the no commission salespeople. And now... Home of the trailer park. <laughs> Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up, Toronto? When the boogeyman goes to sleep, he checks under his bed for me. Ken Shamrock here. And you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Hello, Toronto. What's up, guys? This is Vito Belfer. And you are listening to one of the toughest guys on air. Greg Carrasco Show, man. Congratulations on your show. I wish you all the best. Toronto, stay safe out there. God bless you, man. This is Vito Belfer, the phenom. Ready to strike. Let's go.
I wish that song didn't take so long to start. <laughs> We're going to get into trouble again. <sighs> so many restrictions. So many limitations. So many guidelines. Set us free, people. Let us do what we want. But anyway, since we have to play Canadian music anyways, we're gonna, we've already made our choice, man. So if anybody knows Chad from Nickelback, put him in touch with me. I'm going to use the power of the blue check mark to talk to him and see if he would come on the show. <laughs> uh, well, we'll make it happen. Uh, well, we'll make it happen. I don't know. He's I don't a, I'm sure he's a busy guy. I don't know if he's as busy as you think he is. He can always just, um, you know, save five minutes of his time to spend some time here with the only radio station that only plays Nickelback as Canadian musical content. Because that is the essence. What was the name of that other uh, Canadian band that uh, the guy uh, passed away a little while ago? Uh, um, what's the name of that? Uh, the Tragically Hip. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I didn't know who you were talking about. What a terrible band. This, no, no. They're no, awful. No, 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 no. I'll take Nickelback out. You're going to get your head cut off. Uh, no, here, man, you they're, that. they're terrible. They're terrible. <laughs> I'll take Nickelback over Tragically Hip all day long. And I I challenge anyone. Yeah, call us if you disagree. I'm sure a lot of people will. is a phone number we're talking movies I want to know what your favorite movies are you know my my favorite movie of all time is Gladiators as I mentioned to you earlier the second one is for sure Shawshank Redemption Uh, I haven't seen it yet I've been um, wanting to see it for so long and I just it's an experience yeah Yeah, it's an experience Um, uh, Tim Robbins I think is um and uh, Morgan Freeman are the main actors, but uh, they do an incredible job. Um, it's such an inspiring, heartwarming story uh, with a good ending that uh, I usually don't like happy endings. I, I never have. Um, I don't do happy endings very well. Uh, but that one there it has an interesting uh, outcome. Uh, about you know human condition and friends, which is was a phenomenal movie. Um, my top. Three uh, is a hundred percent the Matrix. Uh, the Matrix is a it's an interesting movie. Um, I didn't know this, but uh, the writer of the movie, the Matrix, is um, the Matrix is uh, a Buddhist, and uh, in in traditional Buddhist terms, uh, the Matrix is um, is considered to be a Dharma movie in which uh, there is a lot of Buddhist principles within it, and. Uh, after, after you know, the same thing that happened to me while I watched Gladiator for the first time, uh, The Matrix just spoke to me. And there was a lot of parallels in correlation to real-life applications and the system and the government and corporations and media and so on and so on and so on. And then uh, somehow I, uh, I became self-aware <laughs> after that movie. And you, it's a movie that needs to be studied. It's a movie that needs to be explored for what it actually means and how, um, and, and how it translates in, into, especially in, into today's um, culture. The, um, 
is is one of my, my favorite movies. So we have Gladiator, we have Shawshank Redemption, we have The Matrix. Uh, my next favorite movie is a uh, is a is a trilogy. Um, it was the first movie that I ever watched for which I had not read the book first. That then I ended up reading the entire series and I became a fan forever and ever and ever and ever. Uh, was the the Lord of the Rings. Um, there was um. Uh, they did a, an incredible promotional uh, uh, job, you know, promoting the film. There was a there was a couple of big billboards downtown Toronto with uh, with some awful looking things, the orcs. And I thought, okay, I got I got to go see this. And uh, I had some friends that had read the books, and they we, we went as a group of people to see the um, to see the movie. And uh, I fell in love with the story. I mean, I do read fantasy from time to time, and um, I ended up going down the rabbit hole, you know, reading The Fellowship of the Ring, The Two Towers, then uh, The Return of the King. Then after that, I was uh, I was starving for more uh, J.R. talking, and uh, I ended up reading uh, The Hobbit, uh, which I didn't like. It's my least favorite one of the uh, of the series. Um, and uh, then I read The Cimmerillion, which is um, was dense. It was. It was just intense, you know. If you if you think about if you've ever if you've ever read the Bible, um, uh, I would associate it with the book Numbers or Kings in the Bible in the Old Testament. Uh, it gives you just generational uh, who is the son of who of the son of who and the mother of this and so on. It's just it's an exercise of lineage. But a few years back, uh, his um, J.R. Tolkien's grandson released. Uh, um, a book with um, unpublished stories. It's called, if I'm, forgive me if I'm wrong, uh, if I'm incorrect in the way that I pronounce the name, but it, the name of the book is Children of Hurin. And I thought that was a far better job than The Hobbit. Um, you know, saying that the the Lord of the Rings, the, the trilogy, is is a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal uh, series. Have you watched it? I haven't. I just was just about to ask, what do you like about it? I never, I didn't take you as a guy who enjoys fantasy, that genre. But I also don't know too much about the books, movies. I've never read or watched them. So what, what, what about it specifically appeals to you? Um, I think that J.R. Tolkien was a genius. I mean, the man invented the Elvish language. He he created. You can speak Elvish. <laughs> you can speak it. You can write it. Uh, the the character development, the intricacy of the story, how everything just ties in together, uh, is so amazing. Um, you know, I do read fantasy. I do escape from reality from time to time. You know, I I I, I do prefer nonfiction for sure. But um, um, you're gonna you're gonna laugh at me because uh, uh, this is out of character. I I enjoyed reading the Twilight series wholeheartedly. Dude, I jumped right into that and uh, I consumed those books in ways that I shouldn't have. And I loved it. Now the movies are terrible. Are you team Edward or team Jacob? Um I I think that uh Edward for sure. I mean I, you know, although I I do have a giant werewolf, you know, one tattoo here on my arm, but uh, the uh, <laughs> No, that's not because of Jacob. <laughs> um I I enjoy that immensely. I also I was a very very early adopter of Harry Potter. And I I remember uh when I um when I f- 
when I started to date my ex-wife, this was like 23 years ago. That's a long, that was a different lifetime. Jesus, that's a long time ago. Uh, I remember being on vacation and um, uh, she finished it and uh, I had nothing else. I had finished reading um, the book, um, uh, what's the name of this? Dan Brown and that series, uh, oh, The Da Vinci Code. Uh, and I got my hands on um, on Harry Potter and boom, it was just like, done uh, so I ended up reading that so you know I do have a, a, you know a fiction streak in me fantasy um, uh, what was the name of that TV series that was um, uh, Game of Thrones that was great did you watch the series no no dude man you need to uh, spend a little bit of time yeah you need to spend a little bit more time doing this in my uh, the other movie that is that has made my top five for sure is uh, is Terminator 2 Terminator 2 uh, I love Arnold okay let me I used to love Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, I, uh, I've been a fan of his you know my entire life even since I was in Chile uh, the original Terminator came out in 1981 if I'm not mistaken and uh, you know one of my buddies got a hold of a Betamax tape <laughs> of Terminator 1 and we were way too young to watch and it was like what this is all happening uh, but T2 came out late enough for me to be you know fully grown and uh, I enjoyed his work he, you know he is he's just brilliant oh, okay he used to be brilliant then he went woke on us uh, who do we have on the line here uh, we have Tom and Tom wants to talk about Lord of the Rings okay let's talk to Tom Tom thank you for calling the Carrasco show what's up with the Lord of the Rings yeah Hello there. I love the uh, Lord of the Rings series uh, and was very disappointed with The Hobbit as well. But uh, in the modern day thing, you remember the trees had to go to war against the orcs. No, they're not because, trees. Uh, they're called ants. Come on, man. Get get your uh, mythology straight. <laughs> I'm sorry. I missed what you said. I said they weren't trees. They were ants. E N T S ants. It's been 40 years since I read the book, <laughs> and I'm a language specialist. What you said about the the uh, the elven language—that's right on. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it was incredible what he did. I mean, he created a whole new world. You know, if let's say that yeah. if uh, if for whatever reason, um, you know, the U.S. drags us into this proxy war with the Ukraine and there is a an atomic conflict and we all get wiped out, and somebody gets a whole yeah, of the Lord of the Rings, th- that the Fellowship of the Ring can be very easily get, be turned into the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Well, if if you look at uh, like the the all seeing eye, that's like. Uh, Justin Trudeau and his mind control people trying to look into everything you do with your computer. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that is that is really bizarre what is happening here and I don't I don't get it. But, you know, what do you want me to do? So, you know, is oh, uh, is a Lord of the Rings uh, your your favorite movie of all time? Uh, uh, what what are your other top give me your top 3? I don't know if I ever I guess I saw it. I guess I saw the movie. Usually I'm disappointed in the movies because I read the book first, right? Yeah, I try to do the same. Sometimes it's hard, though, because then a movie becomes famous and then you read the book and the book is always so much better than the movie. Uh, 
In this case, I, 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 do, I do feel that uh, Peter Jackson did a phenomenal job uh, doing an interpretation of the book. And uh, what I found was is that as I was watching the movie, now all the characters in the book already had a face. And because I, I, I always struggle with that, I, you know, my, my, I have a really good imagination. Uh, but, you know, when there are that, that, that many characters. It's the same for everybody. Everybody imagines their own their own versions and and then when you see a different character or a, a bizarre character that doesn't fit your preconceived notion of what the character should look like it's yeah. disappointing okay very quickly give but me your again, top three movies movie was great. give me your top three movies very quickly because we need to go for a break <laughs> oh god uh, I don't have time to talk about movies hey get this Justin <laughs> Trudeau is stealing money from us using unreal people on the payroll okay uh, government employees are just numbers in a computer, so he can launder the money into his offshore account so easy. And nobody, nobody, there's nobody to stop him. <laughs> you know, that's that's not that's no, not this. I'm Come on, man! You know, you you gotta stick with this. You gotta stick with this script. You gotta you gotta mute. You know, um, brother, you you. <laughs> I I talk about Justin Trudeau all the time, and we're talking about movies. Come on, don't do this to me. You know, don't do this to me. Let's take a short break. <laughs> the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. <laughs> 289-275-9600 is the phone number. Call us. We'll be right back. Tucker here, and if you're hearing the sound of my voice, it's too late to escape. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. My dad told me Saturday mornings used to be for watching cartoons, and now we have to listen to this guy? My name's Lily, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show! And we're back. If you're just tuning in, folks, you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. We are Canada's largest radio show on weekends, and we have another phone call here. Who do we have on the line, and uh, who is uh, who is there? Uh, I don't have a name here, but whoever this person is wants to talk about movies. Want to talk about movies. Hi, movie watcher. What's Hello. on your mind this morning? Yeah, hi. Hi, hi guys. Well, it was a, uh, I don't know if you mentioned uh, Seven. With, uh, yeah, we did. That? We did talk about that a little bit earlier in this hour. Yeah, for sure, oh, man. It's, it's a pheno- phenomenal Raging movie. Bull. Raging Bull is up, up there. I, I, I need to watch it again. To be perfectly honest with you, I don't. I don't think that I remember enough about it to put it on my list. But I, as I've been doing, was, uh, go ahead. It was a the guy. The guy was Jake Lamada, which was a boxer back in the fifties, I guess. Yeah. It was De Niro played this part. Yeah, well, De Niro is... Uh, I don't de- like his politics, but as an actor, yeah, he's not bad. 
Yeah, there's a seems to be a lot of that going on right now with actors. You know, that's just the voice of privilege, right? You know, you 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 have to look at the world differently when you have that kind of dough available to you. And you know, there is a there is a really weird notion of what reality is when when you have reached ex- escape, you know, velocity with your money. So you know, he he's not yeah. a regular person anymore. Any yeah, other movie that you like? Definitely, definitely Shawshank, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, it seems to be a it seems to be a common a common uh, you know movie for favorite movies of all times in there. But uh, thank you so much for the phone comment. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you know, okay. I wanted to uh, give two uh, before the turn of the hour two honorable mentions, uh, Jacob. Um, in in this movie, uh, it was in it was fighting for number one in my books. Uh, you know, is uh, because it's one of the movies that I have watched the most uh, in my life, and uh, it was Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private, have you watched it, Jacob? You wanted to talk about movies, and you haven't watched a single important movie in your life other than Superbad and Pulp Fiction. I gave a good list, though. <sighs> I thought I gave a good list. Uh, I don't know about you. Saving man. Private Ryan is three hours long. Oh my god, that's so oh long. god forbid. <laughs> that's so long. Uh, well, watch it and then you'll know why. Watch okay. it and then you'll know okay. why. Is uh, you know, that's a, you know, it's a perfect, it's a perfect uh, representation of what. Uh, young men were like back in the day. If it's so good, how come it didn't make your top five? Uh, actually, it was on, uh, in in uh, spot for number one, you know, against Gladiators. They, you know, they, I have watched those two movies more than any other movies in my entire life. Uh, the reason why is because, you know, the other ones are so good. But, you know, this is in, in my top ten movies. All these movies are here. The other one, believe it or not, is... Um, uh, the Unforgiven by uh, Clint Eastwood is a Western. Um, it is such a good movie. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Westerns, man. I uh, uh, even some of the old spaghetti Western, like the good, the bad and the ugly, uh, good, you know, for a few, you know, for a fistful of dollars and stuff. Uh, that's all good stuff. But uh, The Unforgiven is such a powerful, powerful story um, of a. Um, I don't know why, but the, the, you know, I never really had the chance to meet my dad in, in a real sense. I, I saw him three times in my life. Um, but what I know about him reminds me of this dude. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always been one of my favorite movies to watch. That one in uh, Dances with Wolves, uh, Dances with Wolves, um, was um was a film that uh, taught me in in funny places, especially as an immigrant, you know, coming into uh, a land in which you don't speak the language and you get adopted and you get beaten and abused until you tried and then you become part of the tribe. Um, and now you know it's still it's it's a challenge, but uh, yeah, Dances with Wolves is is right up there. But uh, you know, any other honorable mentions for you, Jacob? You know, my young Padawan here on the Carrasco show. I guess I gave my honorable mentions away earlier. I mean, Goldfinger, I think that's a great movie. My dad is a huge fan of all the James Bond movies, and he showed them all to me, my brother growing up, and that was really the one that stuck out with me. Uh, Truman Show is a really great movie. Uh, Catch Me If You Can, I also enjoyed that. 
Parasite, honestly. I think Parasite is is, is great. Yeah, I think it's, it's really, movie. really good. And it's I would have movie. to throw that on my honorable mentions, too. I think there's a few others that I'm just forgetting about. Oh, Memento. That's also... I really enjoyed Memento. Mm, I don't know if I remember enough about it on the other side. Uh, you know, uh, I know it's about photos and stuff. Uh, but uh, I don't. What's the name of that guy? Pierce is the name guy, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the name of the actor? I remember him. Yeah, um, oh, Fight Club. He was in Fight Club too. That's also. I think he was in Fight Club. No, was he? no, he wasn't. No, no. Uh, that was uh, Brad Pitt and um, Edward Norton. Yes, yeah, Edward yeah. Norton. You know, I met Edward Norton in person by accident. Uh, I met him together with uh, Selma Hayek. You know, they used to date. Yeah, no, I know. I know. How, yeah. how did you meet them by accident? <laughs> uh, this is just a weird, random story. Uh, I was, uh, in a former life, I used to, um, you know, the family used to have a cottage and um, I used to go paddle. Uh, I, I loved taking my kids out canoeing in the morning because, you know, their mom was sleeping. So I was up with the kids every morning. So we, I would put the life jackets on, put them in the canoe and just go down the lake. And we would do that in the evening also, you know, as the wind dies down a bit uh, at uh, dusk. And uh, one day we were paddling and next thing I know, I see two people swimming <laughs> and it was them. Uh, apparently, uh, Edward Norton's grandmother had a co- has a I don't know if they still do. This was uh, fifteen years ago, but uh, they had a cottage up in um, um, Magnetowan, um, just north of uh, Bracebridge by Sunridge, up in northern uh, cottage country. And there was a little lake called Omic Lake uh, where the family had the cottage. But uh, the, the place is beautiful, man. I, I I don't even know what to say. But there they were. I said hello, hi, hi. It's like what? That was that was surreal. Wow. That was. Just an interesting story. But anyways, <laughs> if you just tuned in, folks, this is the Greg Carrasco Show. What's coming on the other side of the hour is the hour of the grievances. I want to know about complaints. Do you have something to complain about? Call me, 289-275-9600 is the phone number. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Before you make any car buying decisions, you know what to do. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Mike Robitaille here, and I'm just your basic, mediocre, former NHL player. And speaking of mediocre, here he is, the Greg Carrasco Show. The views expressed in the following program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of Saga 960 AM or its management. It is time for Greg Carrasco! Greg Carrasco. 
silence. I remember when the song came out, it was huge. Huge. Depeche Mode has been around for a very, very, very long time. I, um, I'm curious, Jacob, um, you know, from a young man's perspective, uh, and you being plugged into the news and social media and being involved with my show here on Saturday morning, what, what are your thoughts about the, the Trump situation in the States? Like, I'm very, very curious what you think, uh, how you think this is going to play out. Why do you think that this is happening? And um, I want to know what your thoughts are, because um, I have some very, very defined ideas of what's going on there. And if you want to talk about this this morning, uh, call me, 289-275-9600 is the phone number. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. I think the Trump is being set up. I mean, this is quite obvious, but uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I don't. I mean, I have a base level idea of what's happened, but I, I, I really don't know as as much as I as you'd think about the situation. Um, I, I just what, what I can say is I, I, I think people my age are very, very immediately before doing any kind of research into the situation. I think people are just super divided and have already made up an opinion about how they feel about the situation before even looking into this, doing any research at all. Mm. Uh, I'm not afraid to admit, okay, I don't know the full story. Uh, I, I have an idea. It, 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 it does seem like maybe, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really, I, I don't know enough about it. Interesting. Um, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of light. I, I, I can't say that I know everything here, but uh, they are charging him with um, uh, a felony in relation to some monies that were paid to a uh, uh, to a porn star. Stormy Daniels, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. A, and another girl uh, right before the 2016 election or something like that for, you know, from a non-disclosure sort of situation, like, you know, stop it. You know, you don't need to share anything. Here's the money. Be quiet. But uh, it's past the statute of limitations, and uh, uh, I, I don't know exactly what is going on, but uh, it, when you are prosecuting an ex-president of the United States, you're making a mockery of the uh, of the office of the United States, uh, you know, the president's office. And uh, I, I, do, I do think that, um, you know, only two things will happen with this. You know, either something really, really, really bad is going to happen to President Trump or he's going to be released and he will become the president of the United States again. That's the only way that I see it playing out because this is just not going to go away. Right. Like he can't just return to society as normal. Like no, it's, yeah, no. Okay. I think that um, I think that the uh, the system made a terrible, terrible mistake because if, if they really wanted to take him out uh, in the sense that make him irrelevant. Um they they already managed to make him almost disappear from from the media because nothing about him is reported other than the bad things you know his rallies are not reported his thoughts are not reported his uh comments on social media are not reported so you know the all the 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 owners or the, the yeah i guess the giant media conglomerates have made a decision that this guy um they can't control him therefore they need to squash him because that's what the system does if if somebody's speaking too many truths um they um 
Uh, they, they just squash them. They make them disappear. Uh, but the, the more interesting thing for me is that uh, what I, what was the name of that guy that uh, was uh, was suicide in uh, in jail? Uh, the one that had the island with all the pedophiles. What was the name Epstein. Of that Epstein. Uh, what I want to know where the list of all the uh, Epstein's clients is, like because all those guys are walking free, right? That's that's an actual real crime, but you know somehow no one is talking about it. Um, but uh, in when somebody is trying to indict uh, an ex-president of the United States for some something that uh, many many judges threw out that they didn't want to prosecute, um, this is just this is a vendetta. This is a this is he's being prosecuted, and I think that. He is being made a martyr because, uh, you know, look, man, um, if you want to, Trump is not a person anymore. Trump now is an idea and Trump represents so many things about middle America that uh, that we don't have here in Canada uh, that, you know, Trump and this is this is the fault of the Democratic Party in the United States, but uh it, Trump represents the guy that just keep getting kicked down and kicked down and kicked down and they can't take, and he keeps getting back up. He keeps getting back up. So he represents the entire middle class in the United States. So I, I think that this is going to severely backfire because I don't think that they're going to be able to, um, unless there is corruption in the justice system, which we all know that there is in the United States. This is a terrible mistake. But I honestly, I feel for his family, dude. I really feel for his family because they've been after him for years now. And we all know that this Russia thing that they invented with him, the Ukraine thing that they invented with him, it was all all thrown out of court. It was all a lie. And we know that, that this was a lie. Now, they... Uh, they raided his house in, in Florida, uh, and nothing came out of that either. So, in this is, you know, he is being prosecuted right now by the current administration just because they see him as the biggest threat for the next general election. Yeah, I was going to ask, so what is exactly is he being charged for? Uh, with a felony of, uh, I don't know, you know, to be honest with you, it's a... Uh, I don't know what the actual technical name of this is, but apparently uh, he paid money for somebody not to say something. Apparently, this is all allegedly stuff, and he, he has pleaded not yeah, guilty. Yeah, that kind of stuff happens all the time, though. Well, you know, just ask Bill Clinton. I mean, look at the Monica Lewinsky thing. Uh, you know, and uh, this is this is not uncommon. I mean, anyone that, you know, is claiming a holier-than-thou position, uh, you know, has never read history. You know, look at JFK. <laughs> JFK had a, you know, <laughs> had a, a team of mistresses that everybody knew about. Uh, and, uh, but either way, the... Uh, when when you start using political office to prosecute your potential opposition, you know we're talking banana republic stuff here, man. This we're talking we're talking China, we're talking uh, we're talking Cuba, we're talking Venezuela. We're, that's what we're talking about right now, and this is happening right under our nose. I think that the uh, the Liberal Party of Canada and the Democratic Democratic Party in the United States right now are personally individually responsible for the the collapse of an empire, the North American empire, because we were part of it. Uh, we were absolutely part of the m mighty, uh, the, of the power of the United States. I, I mean, call it what you want. Um, but the reality is that we are, 
nothing more than an extension of the United States. As much as you may think that we are different because we seem to have a so-called health, free healthcare system, which is not. We all know that we are lying to ourselves when we say that. Um, you know, I would say that it's free if I didn't have to pay for it. But, you know, you pay through your taxes and we pay dearly. And it's a terrible system. Um, but uh, I think that the the left, the Liberal Party and the Democratic Party in the United States are responsible for the world losing respect for North America. We are not untouchable anymore. We have never been in this kind of danger. You know, when, when, when China, when Russia, when Saudi, with Brazil, with South Africa get together and they eliminate the American currency from being the currency they use to trade, that is probably bigger than anything else that could have ever happened bad to the United States in North in Canada, for that matter, who do we have on the line, uh, Jacob? Uh, we have Rosemary. Rosemary, hi, Rosemary. Thank you for calling the Carrasco Show. What is on your mind this morning? It's Ruth Mary. Oh, Ruth Mary. Um, well, I've got, I've got two issues. Well, I'm getting fed up more with Canada, and if I could go, I would leave. But I'm diabetic, and I can't leave Canada. But I'm hearing about um, the. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to mention his name. He's the prime minister and the Liberal government NDP. I'm hearing now that he's wanting. To, they are wanting to stop us listening to Fox and cutting them out, so we can't listen to, uh, you know, other places. Are they going to cut us out so we can't listen to? I listen to it over in London and and so forth. I'm, I'm furious. You cannot phone up your, um, your member of parliament. Nobody ever speaks to you about anything. You can't meet them. And I'm furious, and I wish Canadians would wake up. I know a lot of my friends, you go to the malls or anything, and people start talking to you that they, I don't know. So that's fine. I, I'm getting fed up with my, I love my country. I love the people that I know. You're a great person on radio and, and so forth. And I'm not going to say anything more. I was walking down. I live below Sherwood Gardens. And I was walking down the main Browns line. And I saw pictures outside in the garbage. I picked up one. And it was the picture of Sir John A. Macdonald, the first prime minister of Canada. And I don't know if it's worth anything, but it's in fairly good shape. So you never know what you could pick up when you're out walking. Why are you picking up the the garbage, uh, Ruth Mary? Well, when there's pictures, you never know. And this one may be worth money that, because it's... Ruth Mary, that, that's unsanitary. You don't know where those pictures have no, been. Not. <laughs> well, maybe it's a so, but no, no, it was. It looks like it was out for a while, but it's all connected. It's not unsanitary, not really. I'm sorry. Uh, but, you uh, know, listen. If 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 my ad- listen, you listen to my show every Saturday because we talk often. If if my advice means anything to you. Do not go through people's garbages. You may be wrongly surprised. What else, Ruth Mary? What what else have you found in people's garbage? Oh, I don't go through anything other than picture. When I saw this picture, uh-huh. it was Sir John A. Macdonald, their first Prime Minister of Canada, and and so forth, but. You know, we, we've got to do something because um, seniors are getting, uh, um, I have a friend that had a, um, 
Oh, I had a um, panic attack, and people are now starting to have panic attacks. Oh. I'm a post person. <laughs> I, I, people tell me, you know, they told me to uh, run for government because I could speak out, and I'm very well. I'm well versed also with things that are going on. You know, I uh, I would I, if you run in that uh, in that area, I will vote for you, Ruth Mary. Thank you so much for calling the Carrasco Show. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me this morning, uh, folks. Do not go through people's garbage. You know, <laughs> just think of 1970s or late 60s Japan. You know when. You would go through people's garbage, and next thing you know, you would pick up a substance, and boom, Godzilla would come out. <laughs> uh, don't do it. People's garbage is not a good place for you to go look for surprises. You know, we don't have Ultraman. Do you ever watch Ultraman, Jacob? Do you know what I'm talking about? This series, Ultraman and Ultra Seven. No, what is that? No, uh, that's exactly what would happen. You know, monsters would appear out of nowhere, and there were always giant monsters. And Ultraman would have to come and save the world. Ruth Mary has a bad habit. Ruth Mary, don't do it. And unfortunately, today nobody cares about Mister McDonald. The only thing that people care about is this McDonald's. Are the double Big Mac combo with a large Coke? <laughs> You're doing it to me again, Greg. You're gonna get me hungry. Oh, yeah. You know, I uh, two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred is a phone number. This is the hour of the grievances. If you have something to complain about, whatever that is, call me. Uh, you know, again, two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred is a phone number. We're gonna take a short break. I need to go wash my hands <laughs> after listening to Ruth Mary go through people's garbages. Um, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Call me if you have a complaint. I want to hear about it. We'll be right back. My name is Sean Avery. I love getting under people's skin, but not as much as this guy. You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. When I cross the street, it's the cars that have to look both ways. <laughs> I'm Chuck Norris, and you're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. We do have to cough from time to time, and from time to time it does make it on air, but uh, this year has been rough on me, man. I remember I had a cold for like a month and a half, almost two months. Yeah, you just got over that pretty recently. Um, Yeah, like two or three weeks ago, and now right back on my chest. 
I don't allergy, know. allergy season. I'm telling no, you. No, this is this is a cold. This is a cold. I know the difference. Um, you know, when I want to take a cheese grater to my palate because it's so itchy, that's allergies for me. God, allergies. They got me bad last year. They got me really bad. I got I got a fever. Really? Yeah, yeah. I I, I because I I'm eating pretty healthy these days. I I feel that. Uh, um, my system is better equipped to handle allergies. Um, I think that this cold had to happen, man. Last week was insane. Moving the dealership, moving homes, getting into, getting settled in the uh, in the new place is just um, it's been it's been a bit of a roller coaster. And uh, moving is I'm I'm not one who stresses about things. I, I never have really. You know, it just got to get done, just got to get done and deal with it. So, but um, inevitably you internalize your stress, right? You may not show it outside or you may not think about it, but there are so many balls up in the air that sometimes it just gets to you. Your immune system drops and boom, you catch something. Um, I was just worried that I may lose my voice for the, for the show this morning and I would have still come. <laughs> I would have whispered in your ear. <laughs> A little ASMR. Yes. <laughs> but no, I'm, you know, although congested, and I apologize for my congested voice, I, I still feel pretty good. Uh, 289-275-9600 is the phone number. If you just tuning in, you're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show here on Saga 960 AM. We are Canada's largest automotive, automotive radio show, uh, but also we're the largest radio show in Canada on weekends. More people listen to the show than any other place, you know, especially when you're driving around your little snowflakes to the local activities so they can babysit them for you. It's, uh, it's great. <laughs> it's okay, man. You can, you can listen to me. You know, I, I want to share a couple of things with you, um, Jacob, that I discovered. You know, I, I know there's going to be random things that I picked up on this. Uh, did you know that the, the first automobile, uh, the Benz uh, patent motor wagon, was built by Carl Benz in 1885-1886 and is widely considered to be the world's first car. It was powered by a single-cylinder, four-stroke engine and had a stop speed of 10 miles an hour. That's 16 kilometers an hour. I felt that that was very interesting. You know, Mercedes-Benz was the first, first, Yeah, that was first. the original G-Wagon. Yeah, the original. That's the G-Wagon, man. I miss my G-Wagon. Do but you? I, I do, yeah, I do. But uh, I, I must say that uh, I have fallen in love with the Escalade. Um, I, somehow it just fits my life. I can... It's so versatile and powerful that it's honestly, it's, it's a utility vehicle for sure for me. You know, you, you don't want to see the but back. Why do you need all that space? You know, I... Dude, man, I... You know, when my family is all together, there are, you know, seven people there and, um, and um, I own a few businesses. So I need to carry inventory sometimes from one place to another. I need to go, you know, to Home Depot and, and like I'm, I'm a dad, man. <laughs> so, you know, we we carry things. You know, my gym bag. Uh, oh, your gym bag. Yeah. How big is that gym bag? I, I it's a whole Escalade for it. Uh, no, I well, I have two of them because one comes back into the house, the other one goes out with me. So there's always two gym bags ready for me to train. Um, because my my jujitsu schools, they you know they have two disciplines, right? You know, gi and no gi and you wear different things so you know and gym gym bags can get pretty smelly so I'm very sensitive about that so we just keep it nice and clean but uh, the Escalade has been it's fit right in and you know yesterday I was moving TVs so the Escalade you can put a 
two TVs in the back of that Escalade, which is exactly what we did. So no, 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 it's, um, it's phenomenal. Now when I see the regular Escalade, it looks like a little choda. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know if I could live with a smaller car now. It's just weird. Uh, they feel like toy cars because my second car is a is a Jeep Wrangler that I, I love those silly things. But, um, you know, it's, it's amazing. You know, a second thing that I discovered yesterday that the uh, the first electric car, uh, although electric vehicles have gained popularity in recent years, the first electric car was actually built in 1830. I want you to think about this for a second. 56 years before Benz invented the first internal combustion engine, uh, they... Uh, the electric vehicle was invented. It was invested by, um, invented by a Scottish inventor, Robert Anderson. However, the widespread adoption was limited due to what? Rechargeable batteries. <laughs> surprise, surprise. So, literally, electric vehicles have been around for very, very close to 200 years at what point do we give those up? I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just... I'm just yeah, but they didn't have the big touchscreens back then, and they couldn't oh, drive and park themselves. Oh, yeah, that's right, because we want to make people even more incompetent when they drive on the street. That's great. People don't do much. Do on you think the back plane. then, so you said the, the Benz got up to 16 kilometers an hour. Do you think when people were just, you know ripping 16 down the, the main street. You think everyone's like, whoa, yeah, you're man. going too fast. You're going too fast. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because you're it was actually going 16 kilometers an hour. But think about it. I mean, until then, the only thing you had was just horses. And unless you were galloping, uh, because even if you put a horse into a trot, they won't go 16 you know, uh, kilometers an hour. I don't think they can go that fast. So... When you have all these cars going like super fast at 16 kilometers an hour, it was a shock. I mean, cars have made so many things possible, dude. You know, think about it. You would, if you had to go from Toronto to Oakville, that would be like hours and hours and hours. I of, could walk, I could walk it. Huh? I could walk it. Yeah, in eight hours. It would take you eight hours walking, probably uh, three or four hours uh, in horseback. That's what it would probably take you. And then a car, you can do it in, in an hour. Back in the day, maybe an hour and a half. Now you can do it in 20 minutes when there is no traffic, unfortunately. That's never the case on the on the garden and the QEW because it's, that's just a dog's breakfast in the morning, for sure. Even worse than your Teletubby breakfast. Um, but, um, you know, I, here's another fact. The longest production run of a car ever. Any uh, any thoughts on this one? Don't look it up. Come on, don't I'm not, cheat. I'm not, uh, I don't know, Honda Civic. No, actually, it was the Volkswagen Beetle. You know, had the longest continuous production run in the automotive industry. It started to be produced in 1938. Wow, that's a that's a long time. That is 1938. Volkswagen Beetle is that the the punch but the punch buggy? Uh, yeah, that's the one. Okay. That's the one. But you know, um, uh, a lot of people don't know this, or they don't like to talk about it. That was uh, that was one of Hitler's biggest projects. He started this. Uh, so the Beetle was uh, uh, was uh, 
was initiated by uh, by Hitler himself. He was the one that gave the orders for starting this, the production of this vehicle. And this thing lasted until 2003, Jacob, uh, with over 21.5 million units built. Now, why why was this such an like like like, like the shape of it? I mean, clearly it was it worked. Uh huh. Why? Why about? Like, what about this car made it so that it lasted this long? I think that uh, you know, and this is coming from the humble, very, very, very humble uh, opinion of a you know thirty year in the industry car guy. I think that uh, for the uh, for the times when the vehicle came out, uh, German engineering is second to none. I mean, these guys can build stuff. And uh, it was more reliable. It, it was more fuel efficient uh, than anything else. And it was just, it was a car for the people. You know, that was, uh, uh, that was what the idea behind it. And uh, it became an icon of the utility car. Like it was just for you to go here and there and back. Uh, but they were, for the time, I mean, based on those standards, they were pretty reliable. Uh, they were far more reliable than American product that was coming out. And also, you know, you got to remember that the uh, the Beetle was a little car, right? And uh, uh, by contrast, in the U.S. Go- was going for displacement. You you don't have to go very far to look into the uh, 60s and 50s and 40s and 30s. The cars were just like boats. Were They were enormous. And, uh, you know, incidentally, um, that's one of the reasons why the uh, the Hyundai Pony uh, was personally responsible for putting Hyundai on the map. It was a disposable car. It was $9,000. It was cheap. They would fall apart after three years, but, you know, they served the purpose. I mean, if you, right now, I, you know, I challenge you to find a vehicle that would give you uh, three years utility for $9,000. So I think that that's it, it was an it was an icon of generations, and uh, it became a synonym of a culture. It became synonym of, synonym of an idea, and uh, the the Beetle was uh, was just loved by everybody. You know, it was a it was a love vehicle. Um, the next obscure fact: the the origin of the cruise control uh, was uh, rough. Teeter was his name. Ralph T E T O R. Teeter was a blind engineer that invented the cruise control in 1945. Teeter was inspired to create the technology due to his frustration with his chauffeur's inconsistent driving speeds. He would get motion sickness, and uh, he was so sick. Literally sick and tired of getting motion sickness that he decided to just invent cruise control in 1945 by a blind engineer. Next, which one do you think are the um, the three most popular color preferences for people? Um, I'm going to say red, black, and gray. Well, that's not a bad guess. Uh, the most popular car colors globally, okay, are white, no. yeah, black, black, and silver. Okay, so people are boring. Uh, hold on a second. Well, it's often uh, white is often associated with um, modernity and purity, while the black is linked to luxury and sophistication. The silver is just ugly. But uh, those are the three most bought colors on in the world and the reality is this that those three cars will have the best resale value because more people are willing to buy those colors than any other color I'm surprised red's not up there though no red has got a bad rap 
Does it? Why? Uh, because people think that they're going to pay more money in insurance if they drive a red car, which is not true. Uh, because... Um, you know, they get more stolen, they get into more accidents, you get more, you know, speeding tickets. This is, these are all wives' tales that nobody has any data to prove that is true. But um, if you have anything other than a black, a white, or a silver car, you will be eliminating a big portion of the car buy-in market to buy your vehicle if you ever choose to sell it. So it makes sense. What do you think? Yeah, Um People are. I'm disappointed in people. I'm disappointed. Those are boring, boring colors. Boring colors. We got to do better. I don't like white cars personally. I'm just not a fan. I, I think they just get dirty so easily. Like it's just not worth it. I only drive white cars. I know you do. And uh, the only reason why I drive white cars is because they don't get dirty so easily. A black car would get dirty much, much, much faster than a white car. How? Look, look, if you look at my car right now, I haven't washed it in a week or so. Uh, if I had the same car in black, you couldn't see that it was black. That is true. I Yeah. yeah. From a maintenance standpoint, if you have a black car and you do the wrong thing to the paint, you put it through a car wash with the brushes, you will wreck it. You're going to see lines all over that black beauty. A white car, you see nothing, nothing. So, so also, you think silver is ugly. Why do you think it's so popular? Um, I think that, again, from a, you know, a stay longer looking new, um, the maintenance on the paint is not as uh, strenuous. You don't have to wax it. It doesn't matter how dirty it is. It will always look the same color. Um, and uh, from a paint standpoint, it's easier to match. Uh, believe it or not, white is difficult to match. Uh, do we, we have a phone call. Who do we have on the line? Uh, we have Carlos, and he wants to call about truck prices. Okay. Carlos, thank you for calling the Carrasco Show. How can I make your life better this morning? Yes, two things. I uh, called regarding truck prices. I'm looking for a truck because I'm in the business of uh, gardening and stuff like that, and I find the truck prices like the prices of a house, some of them. You're not wrong. You know, so, <laughs> You're not wrong. Compared to car prices, the truck market has gone like crazy. Well, My the first truck, I bought it. Uh-huh. Sorry about that. No, go ahead. No, my first truck, I bought it because I, I look at a 25 Heavy Duty. And the only uh, trucks that are out there that are 25 Heavy Duty is either Ford, GM, Chrysler. I don't like Chrysler. I don't like Ford. I like GM. And, the, and uh, you know, it's over 100000 to get to the, the uh, quality ones. Well, you see, here here's the problem uh, that... Um I mean, the problem and the solution is also right there. Uh, the only reason why vehicles are that price is because people are willing to pay for it. So uh, I can tell you that the moment that you overprice something, they're just gonna, it's just going to sit in people's inventory. And uh, all you need to see is uh, go look at Chrysler dealerships all throughout Southern Ontario. Go look at four dealerships all throughout Southern Ontario. Uh, I, I don't have a GM dealership around me, but um, I see cars just sitting there. Um I, I think that this shortage of product is, is manufactured. I don't think it's true, but, uh, you know, either way is, is something that we have to deal with. But um, you see trucks all over the place. And um, I think that no, if you walk... Do huh? you think the market... Uh, I know, like you said, uh, it's a shortage of uh, things. Do you think that will eventually 
when people, you know, especially when electric cars come in and all these things coming in and um, things come, ho- hopefully getting back to normal. Well, I understand it will not go back to where it was prior to the pandemic, but at least it's reasonable. I don't, you know, look, man, I um, I don't think that we will ever be electric cars, if you know what I'm saying. I don't think that they're ever going to take over. I don't think it's a thing. I could be wrong, and I'm wrong often, and when I I prove it wrong, I will be the first one to admit it. Uh, but, I mean, we were discussing here in just a couple... I, we were discussing a couple of minutes ago that the electric car has been around since, say, 1830. I think that yeah. people are under the uh, illusion that uh, you are saving the planet with electric cars. Yeah? Great. Yeah? There's nothing new. Uh, there's nothing new. In the Bible, it says... There's nothing new under the under the earth. You know that because you, I'm sure you know, you're a very smart man. There's nothing new. Everything was created before, but everything is just advanced. Or I guess advanced at this time because we are advancing. Mm-hmm. But but I just I'm just curious that it's just you know like like everything else has gone up. Uh, I, I you know I'm looking for a truck, but I have to keep. I have a 2008 vehicle. I just have to keep it because I'm not gonna pay it. $100,000 for, uh, like you say, a, a depreciating uh, asset. I just rather just repair and repair and just keep going. So let me ask you something. How much How much did you pay for your truck when you bought it? It was brand new. I paid that. It was it's a 25 heavy duty SLE. I paid $42,000 at that time. I, 42. Okay. And, everything. and this truck, is, this, I've, I've, had it, uh, I've had it since. I'm not but, the person where I like to keep my vehicles till they, you know, crash and burn. But. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to give you another perspective on this, okay? Uh, everything is going up in price. If you don't believe me, try to buy a house today and compare it to when you bought your house and back in 2006, right, or 2008. Uh, everything is going up in price, and cars are not any different than that. But uh, I, I, instead of looking at the price at inception, I, I challenge you to look at your ownership in a different way. Like, let me give you an example. Uh, your vehicle, you, you paid $42,000 for the car, but you've had it for 15 years. So the price of the vehicle was not $42,000, was actually $2,800 a year. So the price of your car is not determined by the MSRP of the vehicle. It's more determined by how long you keep it. In, does that make sense to you? So yes, it, I understand. Yeah, so if you buy a vehicle right now for $100,000 and you keep it for 20 years because you maintain your cars and you're good with it because you are out there and you rely on your machine, it's not going to cost you that much more than what you have right now. Honestly. Yeah, I understand, but everything at that time was much cheaper. You know, gas was not the dollar fifty. You know, I, I argue, again, there are so many things that I can I can put you as a different perspective. It's, it's not that things have gone up in price. It's that your dollar is worth less. <laughs> so now you need more of those things that we call dollars to buy the same thing that you were buying 15 years ago. And, you know, thanks to our uh, f- favorite dictator, uh, you know, Justin Trudeau is, is, is continuing to plummet. But uh, I, I wouldn't get too caught up into this, man, because if, if you depend on your truck to, to make your living at some point, you're going to have to pay the piper and you're going to have to just buy that vehicle. I mean, there is no other way around it. So, you know, my suggestion my suggestion to you is this, that if if the repair of your vehicle right now costs you any more than 30% of the wholesale value of your car, then you are literally just, you have your car on a lifeline and it's connected to your wallet. So I, I would just pull the plug. Yes, yes. I understand. Eventually, 
I have to get rid of it because it's getting to a point where, you know, you're spending money here, then you're spending money there. It's, might as well just, you know. But when you reach a certain age, you know, it's dish out, you know. I'm, I'm 55, so God willing, in another five years, I might just give it up, but who knows. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, look at look at it this way. Hold on a second. Look at it this way. You buy a truck that's $100,000. You trade in your current vehicle. I'm sure they're going to give you a few thousand dollars for it. And then in five years when you retire, you're going to sell that uh, that 2500 and you're going to get most of the money, I mean, a pile of money back. So it's, it's only going to cost you the same. So because then you, you won't need it. So I, I think that there are other ways for you to look at this in a way that makes sense and you don't have to stress about it. But thank you so much for the phone call, brother. I do need to take a break because there's one more break before we uh, break for the top of the hour. If you're just tuning in, folks, you're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. We are Canada's largest radio show on weekends. Uh, the phone lines are still open. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. Call us. We'll be right back. Everything will be okay. Good morning. Good morning. Wipe those tears away. Show me that smile. This is going to be a good morning. Good morning. Sunshine, baby, in our eyes That's all we need to make it What's up, everybody? This is Randy Couture. And if I'm not beating people up, I'm listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Give it a listen. Take care. Darcy Tucker here. And if you're hearing the sound of my voice, it's too late to escape. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. If you're just tuning in, uh, you're, losing, you're listening to uh, Canadian musical icons. It's important that we that we play perhaps the absolute best band in the world, Nickelback. Oh yes, every time. Brian, you want to talk to me about the 600 engine? What does that mean? Oh, I'm, I wanted to talk about, my name's Brian. I wanted to talk about the uh, six-cylinder engine. I just paid off my 2018 uh, Highlander, and I usually keep my Toyotas for 14 years. Now, I've been made aware that they're trying to do away with the six-cylinder engine. My question is, do I trade my 18 in and get, and get a six-cylinder engine while I can? Or, or what? What do you know? What do you think? Okay, so you have a 2008 or a 2018? 2018, I just paid it off, uh, and I took the extended warranty. Okay, so how many kilometers do you have? Uh, about uh, 30,000, somewhere around there. Okay, absolutely, under no circumstance. Trade that vehicle in, dude. Keep it, well, 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 maintain it. By the, time, by the time I'm 80, will they still have six-cylinder engines available? Uh, how old are you now? How many kilometers are you... Okay, so I want you to hear me out for a second, okay? So you've had this car since brand new? Yes. Okay, so in five years, you have put 30,000 kilometers on it. Right. So you put between five and 7,000 kilometers a year. Correct. Okay, so by the time you're 80, your car is going to have 90,000 kilometers. That car is still brand new. 
Yeah, okay, that's that's fine, but will there still be a six-cylinder engine? Who cares? Who cares? You, you, you need to deal with that when you're 80. Today, let's address today's issue. The issue is this, that you don't drive enough car, enough kilometers on your vehicle for you to even worry about. You know, you can drive this Highlander. Brian, listen to me, okay? I'm not your son, but I could be. If you were my dad and you asked me this question, I would tell you, Dad, keep that car forever. You don't drive enough. Service it at the at the local Toyota store. You have an extended warranty and just keep it as your as your last car if that's what you choose to, because that car will never break down. And not at the rate that you drive it. Do you understand what I'm okay, saying? But I, I, yeah, I hear you and understand you, but I was I don't like four-cylinder engines. When you hear someone step on the gas, they whine and they moan, and they're just despicable. But I don't know the latest what they're doing with turbos or anything like that. So that's why I was concerned. Yeah, no, I, I, if I were you or if I were related to you and I had any influence on your de- decision-making, I would say keep the one that you have. Do not trade it in. Keep it until you stop driving. Because that vehicle will last okay. you that long, and you don't drive enough for you to worry about. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Thank you, yeah, Brian. Thank yeah. you so much yeah. for the phone call, and hopefully you'll take my advice, brother. I hope you do. That was a good question. We have another call. Who do we have on the line? Uh, we have Rocco. Rocco, thank you for calling the Carrasco Show. Make it quick, because we're getting to the end of the show. Who? Uh, what's on your mind? <laughs> Rocco, I'm talking to you. Okay, I, I wanted to talk about electric cars, but you just made me think about, you know, it's not a new thing. And like Saturn, Saturn originally had an electric car in the early 2000s, and they came out with that documentary movie, Whoever Killed the Electric Car. Uh-huh. They, I, they put it out on a two-year lease, and everyone that had that car loved it. And I was thinking, you know, GM, if they had any type of futuristic or any forethought, they could have... They could have eliminated Tesla. I mean, they could have been ahead of the game by by so far. And I'm wondering, like, what kind of management does GM like? This is 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 this a template for what management is all about? You just follow the crowd, and uh, it just got me thinking about that. You know, in in my opinion, I think that uh, Squash and Saturn was one of GM's biggest business blunders in the history of General Motors. Uh, Saturn was so far ahead of everyone else in relation to customer service, in, correct, in, in relation to uh, the production of the systems, in relation to the type of cars that they were putting out on the road, in prediction, in, in relation to you know model design, and, and, and also just being at the forefront of what the, the car industry was at the time. They made a big mistake, dude, because if Saturn was still around, they would be a powerhouse right now. No, it, it was a mistake. But Rocco, oh, yeah. th- Rocco, thank you so much for the phone call, man. I, I got to let you go, brother. I, I really have to let you go. I'm sorry about that, but you called so late. You're a slacker. Slackers are coming out in rows. They love calling in late, don't they? Yes. You know, I was going to give this set of AirPods to uh, Brian, but I don't think that he knows how to use AirPods. Uh, what well, is he, 70? Uh, you know, do we have Brian's phone number? Yeah, I got it. Okay, I'm going to give, you know, I want to make the executive decision of giving Brian a set of AirPods. That was a good phone call um, because I think that there's a lot of seniors right now that are, are being ill-advised. And, uh, you know, if if... If they get a hold of a salesperson and a salesperson is trying to sell this Brian a car and you actually do, shame on you. Shame on you. Because I know that your goal is to sell a car, but 
you know, given given a senior citizen good advice should be part of your job description. You know, the car business is something that we do for people, not to people. And uh, I think it's important to understand the distinction. Um, I do want to leave you folks uh, with, you know, a set of writings that uh, I have read in the show before, but... Um, this week, I feel that it's, uh, it's important that I bring it up, and I only have like three minutes left. Um, no, you don't need to put the poetry music in the background. <laughs> oh, but I like it. Okay, put it in the background. Fine, fine, fine. Um, because um, I think it's important that we remember this sort of thing sometimes. Uh, this, was not, this was written by uh, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, uh, who is one of my favorite humans. Uh, if you, uh, you want to... Look for interesting reading. Uh, read his autobiography, uh, his biography for sure. And uh, he wrote this. Uh, this uh, excerpt is called The Man in the Arena. Quote, It is not the critic who counts. Where's the music, man? I'm still waiting for the music. I don't... Is it coming? There you go. All right. It is not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error in shortcoming but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasm, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. End of quote. This goes to all of you who day in and day out has have the strength to get up and get it done. To get up and make it happen. Even when your family doesn't love you back. Even when your boss doesn't like you. Even when you feel that you are getting no reward. You still have the strength to get up and get it done. I don't believe that you need to strike while the iron is hot. That's not the way I look at my life. I believe that you need to make the iron hot by striking it. And strike it day after day after day after day That it gets so hot That people cannot ignore you anymore Why are you smiling, Jacob? Because that was a good show I think so I think so You know, it was uh, You know, just for the two of us, brother You know, I, I I enjoy having you here uh, This was back to the old school, man This is what the way we used to oh, do it Oh, man <laughs> Man, this is a nostalgia trip for me. This is, yeah, it's been a long time since it was just us. But, uh, you know, it's, thank you so much for your help this morning, Jacob. And um, 
uh, folks. Thank you so much for yet again indulging me. Uh, Greg Carrasco, your host. Uh, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And uh, if you want to see me or find me uh, personally, I live at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, except Tuesdays. Tuesdays, I do laundry. But those who know, know that there is only one place for you to buy a car, and that is Oakville Nissan. Why, Jacob? There's something happening here. At OakvilleNissan.com. Serving with you all. Autobots, roll out!